did you get the shiny Magikarp? I have not. Well, too a bad. friend of mine did. I don't have it yet either. Um, they're still around though, right? They're still in the game, yeah, but, you know, super hard to catch. Right. Alright, so for anyone listening to this, this is Chad Colchin. I'm here again in Bristol Farms with someone else who took me up on my offer to have a multiple hour discussion about the futility of life. And we begin that discussion, I guess, with, this is Thomas, by the way. Hello. Hello, thank you very much for indulging this. Absolutely. Uh, we're beginning our discussion about the futility of life with uh, some insider talk about Pokemon Go, because <laughs> Thomas is a player as well, for all those TMP listeners who also like Pokemon Go, which is zero. So how are you doing today, Thomas? I'm doing great. Just got done walking down here, catching plenty of Pokemon on the way. Well, that's good. I, I hope that was... Uh, fruitful for you, even though, as we know, it's all completely meaningless. That's why I play. <laughs> Me too, basically. It's just a way to measure the meaningless time I spend on this planet. Good way to occupy the time. Correct. So, what are your thoughts on uh, life being ultimately futile and everything that we do as human beings being a waste of uh, time, which doesn't even exist? <laughs> that I want to talk about for sure. Um, let's begin. Alright, well, I do want to get into your pattern. Okay. Um, that breakdown, talk about some things, uh, time being one of them. Yep. But as far as the futility of life goes, I feel like it's just something you can, everyone can arrive at at some point based uh-huh. on intelligence. I feel like that has a lot to do with it. Most people just blindly walking through, even though this thread of the futility exists for all of us. But let me ask you this. What do you boil intelligence down to? What does that mean exactly? Awareness, education. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> interesting question. And is that a personal responsibility to seek this awareness, this education? No. No, I choose to. I mean, I know that it exists. It's just something I kind of arrived at eventually. And like you said, the sun is going to expand and consume <laughs> us all. <laughs> so, That's true. 100% so it's true. It's like everything we do is meaningless. And why even bother educating yourself? You could ignore this futility and go on with your life, realizing it will end at some point, and just to kind of enjoy yourself while you're here. Yeah. Play plenty of Pokemon, you know, kill plenty of zombies, Call of Duty style. Absolutely. Um, uh, it's the ignoring the futility that I find impossible to do. Uh, it's easily like two to three hours of each day when I first wake up. I'm only thinking about just how we've, we've made so many mistakes in terms of how we structure human society, and it could be so much better. Better is obviously subjective, but I mean, people could be living at a much higher level of comfort across the board than they are now instead of living in abject misery if we had just made collectively slightly different choices. Agreed. Um, Agreed. And I think that's part of our uh, evolution as humans. And thoughts like that make me always realize that uh, how primitive we still are. You know, we're not that far removed from our, our caveman ancestors. And our cavemen, we're not that far removed from fucking single-celled organisms <laughs> just, like, killing each other in the goddamn briny soup that started all of this shit, you know? <laughs> exactly. We're basically just that with some fucking eyes and ears. And like, oh, Yeah, uh, and, that, and, like, down to just the senses you talk about, like, us being a, uh, a summation of our sensory stimuli, you know? Absolutely. We haven't probably evolved all those senses that we can take in the stimuli with, and that's the stuff we're just missing right now. But beyond that, we are now, I think, able to react to a kind of different environment that only exists really for us because we have such evolved brains, which is the sphere of ideas. 
that thing is actually the environment that's the most important to us because the physical environment we have we've learned how to pretty much mitigate any of its threats and to even make it so comfortable that you know we're walking around in shorts and short sleeve t-shirts and just like hey whatever things are cool <laughs> we feel like no real kind of uh threat to our existence from the physical world those threats are all ideological now they are all the ideas we have created uh, which come I think from you know our base kind of primitive impulses that are aggression and greed those are the two primary ones that I think make the world a complete shithole and I don't think we uh, get away from those unless we become transhuman which I don't think will happen before we kill ourselves sadly that's the question is like how far can we go until we either destroy ourselves or the sun consumes us um but I think one of the things that kind of like helps me cope with the futility of life, which can kind of be one of the main talking points here, is that uh, it's drugs, isn't it? <laughs> For sure, that's one of them. But like, if you look at history, we've always been wrong about everything. I agree. You know, and what makes anything we're saying right now the right thing? You know? It's not. It's so, equally wrong. And yeah, and that's why I think like science, it's a cute idea right now, but eventually all those ideas will be proved wrong and science will be replaced by something much how I believe science replaced religion. You know, it's just if you get down well, to fundamental science aspects, hasn't replaced religion at all, man. Yet. Look well, at what's going on yeah, in the fucking world. It's, it's coming back, you know. Religion's having a resurgence, but it was like it was all just ways of explaining the world around us, you know, right down to your right. from but from like the, the light and dark thing you brought up on the last one. Sure. Um, which is an interesting thing I hadn't really thought about was that whole it's either this or it's that you know there's no in between right. and the then, binary pattern recognition that our brains are constantly doing with literally everything we see feel here mm-hmm. every idea that's presented to us blah 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 but even that way of thinking can even be thought of as just wrong because right down to the large hadron collider you were talking about you know you had the smartest people in the world working on this thing and they only came up with two options it's either this number it's that number and then it ended up being something right in between all the smartest people couldn't come up with that third option but that's what to me there are these three questions that we are smart enough to ask smart enough in quotes like our brains are evolved enough to actually be able to kind of think about these things in an abstract way Uh, but we are not yet there to be able to answer them and I don't know if we ever will be I don't think we ever will be actually and those questions are what is time what is life what is death the LHC is getting it all that science is trying to answer these questions and they, and it can't obviously we the the argument of first cause what was the first thing that started time in all existence even if you believe in a god you can still ask the question well what made that god what came before that god the notion of time as it relates to us and how we experience it makes it virtually impossible to even answer those questions which I think sucks. But ultimately, I'm into science because while it may not be able to answer those big questions, it does give us really good food and air conditioning and fucking cars and airplanes. You know, it at least is is drastically changed. Really, science, I feel like, is the only thing that has drastically changed human civilization in a, in a way that makes it more comfortable for everything, for everyone. All the other shit has made it exactly the opposite. All the other bigger ideas. As those ideas get replaced, I think that's true. But like, in what way? Well, I mean, before we even had concepts of scientific ideas, um, those those uh, theistic ideas that primitive people had, I'm sure that kind of played into how they developed their societies. And there was some progression to a certain point until religion 
kind of ran out its usefulness. And what do you then, mean ran out of juice? Ninety percent of the world believes in a fucking well, god. And this goes back to intelligence. It's like look at ISIS, dude. The, the biggest kind of enemy in the world to whatever the fucking America is at this point is a religious organization. Right. And well, but that goes back to intelligence. Like intelligence leads you to question these ideas, and it's like we really are living in an idiocracy right now. You know, and that's. There's just too many stupid people on this planet. Shit, dude, I guess. I don't know. It's hard for me to get into, like, stupidity versus intelligence and stuff. Because that could be a divergence in human evolution as well. Like, where we left the monkeys behind, you know? And turned into humans. Now it it could be, like, we're leaving the stupid people behind. And that's what we'll be looking at in zoos generations from now. Maybe. But, I mean, even the idea of stupidity and intelligence is a little subjective, I feel like. To me, it's like, you know, viewing religion or adherence to it as uh, some sign of stupidity. I don't know. It, it, it is hard for me to reconcile that because I think it's like every idea you're presented with, you either make that binary choice, I accept this or reject this. And so at some point, very early on, usually for everyone, religion is presented to you as an idea, usually a specific religion and a specific way of uh, embracing that religion, you know, like okay, my little son or daughter, I'm your dad or mom, and we're Christian, and we're going to church every Sunday, and you're going to do that. And so, as a kid, you have no choice but to accept the behavioral constraint that your parents place on you, but ideologically, you can struggle with that, or come to terms with it, or whatever. But it's very usually easiest for all human brains, I feel like, to just accept whatever that idea is, and whatever the stance is as well. And I do think that the reason for that take my four brothers and sisters, or my three siblings. Um, We were raised Catholic. As was Um, I. Yeah. And I got out of that belief system, Um, obviously getting as far away from home as possible. Yeah. Um, But there, you know, as my, you know, we all kind of had our college years and questioned religion and all, all this and that. And then it's funny how some people after that part of their life will still go back to it, you know, as like they probably realize there is a futility and they just choose to go Dude, back to blindness. I don't even think it's that. I think it's really this pattern of ideas. Like each of us, when faced with all the kind of ideas that form that giant pattern of reality to which we must all react, uh, the more solidified it becomes, the more concrete your reality becomes. It's like when you experience moments of great trauma, someone in your family dies or you have a near-death experience or even like when President Trump gets elected or whatever we all construct an idea of reality that we feel is real and concrete in our mind it's like a kind of certainty we have about the world we live in the universe and then when one element of that is drastically altered it forces you to change how you view reality so if it's a parent dying or a friend dying or whatever Um, so I think if you're early on your mode of reality is kind of developed around like okay well there is a god and it's this god it's very hard to get away with that Mm. to get away from it because it's a huge component of how you view the structure of reality itself Um, so I would ask you this what changed your mind or did you ever really believe in a god even as a kid or did you always kind of take it as like eh whatever it's funny like the, the topic of god is like for me I just don't acknowledge that concept even, which is funny for me for like to listen to atheists talk about God because I'm always like, I'll just be sitting at a table chatting about God and I would look at him like, you're such a believer. Like, but the concept certainly exists. You can't deny that. The concept that. does exist, but like to acknowledge it, it feels like you're actually giving some credence to the belief in it. You know, like how can you not give credence to the belief in it? The whole fucking world believes in it. 
Yeah, but also like like you say, with you have a concrete idea of your reality, and you know, let's suppose aliens were walking among us, you know, and yeah, let's suppose. Let's suppose. <laughs> and then the government was just like, here they are, here's the aliens. That would fuck everybody's worldview up all at the same time. It wouldn't though, I, because I think all the god believers. I don't. I think they would just either completely just, flatly deny it, or somehow weave it into their. Yeah. pre-existing idea of reality. Oh, God must have made them too. They and, must be into Jesus also. But then there would be a transitional time and then it would settle in. Sure. And generations later, we'd all believe that some God created aliens as well and we'd right. expand our belief of what God is, I guess, and back to the world believing in religion. So. But that is also, I think, like exactly kind of what I was talking about. You, you need a traumatic event to really shake any of the big pillars of your foundation of what you, you believe reality to be. What do you think that event will be? Well, alien fucking revolution <laughs> could be one of those. Things. Right. Nuclear war could be one of those events. A lot of people have kind of, you know, in quotes, come to Jesus moments when people die, if they see something horrific, um, if they themselves get afflicted with some kind of terminal illness or have some great injury. It's generally things that kind of um, come in from left field to affect your idea of reality that is out of your control. Because as long as everything is as you think it should be, you know, all the major kind of people that are in your life who are influential are there, and you're not worried about them leaving anytime soon for any reason. Breakups can do it too. Mm -hmm. um, your reality kind of continues on. This is my idea of how existence came into be, whether it's God or science or whatever. This is my idea of what life is, which is generally ruled by one of those kind of ideas. It's either I need to have a family, or I have this career, or I need to make a lot of money, or I need to whatever you're kind of centralized idea is as long as those things are intact your reality's intact and when any of that shit starts to fall away you see people fucking crying you see people experiencing great emotional trauma mm -hmm. and that trauma forces it, it comes about I think because you're forced to start reorganizing your the idea of fucking reality that's a hard thing to do I yeah, feel like yeah, psychologically yeah, yeah. you know and I think like me personally like my my current lifestyle has been shedding every bit of responsibility to the point where I could just kind of sit and wallow in this feudalness, walk around the city, play Pokemon, sit in a chair, play video games for hours, yeah. you know, and just either think about it or just zone out and think about absolutely nothing. Um, I I've do got the same, a, dude. You know, I got like a cush gig that keeps a, roof, a very small roof over my head, mm -hmm. but, you know, I've got, I've got my life whittled down to the bare essentials. And, you know, I just kind of am on cruise control right now, waiting for the other shoe to drop one of those life-changing events. I've Alien invasion yeah, yeah. Or, or nuclear like, war. Well, like the guy last week was, you know, he had MS, and that was what changed his perspective on life. I've yep. not had any traumatic events per se. Nothing that I would think would be life-altering, because I can all kind of put it in perspective, major breakups. It's like, yeah, there's a time where I'm staring at walls for a year straight, but like... You know, I move on eventually. Sure, but and, it alters your idea of what love is or what relationships should be or could be. Yes, from and that then, moment forward. And then after like the big one, which I would say for me was about two years ago, you just stop giving a fuck and no one matters. Right. You kind of excise the idea of I, love. To me, is one of the kind of governing structural ideas that we have in our society. For some people, it rules their entire life. Uh, and love, I also kind of couch with like family, and it could be sexual love, familial love, whatever. But um. 
so you've kind of had to rewrite your notion of like maybe when you were younger you thought oh I'll, I'll be married yeah. to somebody that I love and all that shit the idea is now gone yeah your, I, your at least predictive idea of your reality is completely different than it used to be because of these personal traumatic events true um, but on the flip side, just that's the love side of things. Um, never had any major medical. I've never been to a hospital. Never even seen a doctor yet at this point in my life. Knock on wood. You will uh, eventually. Eventually, I will. And Unless you die immediately. <laughs> it's true. Step in front of a bus or something. Yeah, you can make that choice. Uh, yeah, I could. Um, but that could also change things. I'm just still... I, I mean, yes, I accept this futility, but I still haven't had one of those things that's going to probably kick it up a notch, you know, right, right. make me stop going through, like, just, like, with a, well, it's futile, but let's enjoy it, you know? Yeah. I, and by the way, I don't mean to make it sound like I think all these things have to be traumatic negative events. You can also have positive events that change your outlook on reality, like winning the fucking lottery. That removes the notion of money at all from your life. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, we all can agree that money is the one idea we've come up with as human beings that controls all the others. Yes. It literally controls every aspect of human life on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. um, which is shitty, but to be expected, because we didn't get rid of greed before we made money, so it only enhanced the power of greed. The people who want the most money will always have it, mm -hmm. which means they'll always have the most power as well. And that's um, one thing that kind of popped in my head after last week's, listening to last week's, uh, was this utopian idea is like these people with all this money, obviously psychopaths in positions of power. Hold on. Yeah, we're good, sorry. I was just making sure. I was like, did I press fucking record? Yeah. <laughs> I think I did. Am I looking at this right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going. We're good. There's time code moving. Okay. Um, Pulling so a you, fucking will. You've got these people with ridiculous amounts of money trying to secure some kind of legacy. That's what everyone's in it for, is to be remembered, I feel. We're all in it for that, dude. Yes. That's the only true immortality. It Correct. is, you know, talk of your legend. And these people that like Donald Trump for example he's got enough money to finance a utopia for the entire earth and he could do that and then we'd be in this utopia he would be remembered as a god for the entire world for generations to come and that would be his legacy in a very positive light using his money for a good reason and you know financing the utopia that could be him as God, but he doesn't think of things like that. He's president of the free world, dude. He doesn't even need to use the money at this point. Exactly. He could pass policy. But that would be a much more positive way to be remembered than in the way he's going to be remembered. Certainly much more kind of beneficial for the, the global level of comfort, but... I mean, and he feeds his ego at the same time. But none of that also is his fault. He was raised by <laughs> a father who presented certain ideas to him very early on. Greed, aggression... Uh, discrimination and being a kid like I was saying it's very easy to just take whatever ideas you're given accept them and mm -hmm. live a life based on them and yeah. he's done just that and seeking that, yeah. his father's approval still certain blindness on his part yeah just not seeing the other side but I mean do you see the other side can you see value in being racist misogynist greedy oh. aggressive I mean I can see what it gets you you know, but, but I mean, even kind of like that moral value in it. Well, for him, I mean, that's me thinking right and wrong. You know, and right. then, again, this or that. You know, what's yeah. the in between? You know, but it's it goes back to what you were saying um, with um, shit. <laughs> Take your time. Right and wrong. Where were we? I don't know. Binary pattern recognition. Right, right and wrong. How they don't Something actually exist. <laughs> 
What did you say? You said so much that's just running through my head. Know, dude. Yeah. It all just runs through my head 24 hours a day on a constant fucking loop. <laughs> See, and, I, and, that's, and then I, I smoke I, weed I and go to sleep and hope to die. <laughs> I don't get that constantly running through my head. I seem to always be able to find distractions that keep yeah. my mind off of it for a time. Although I will say, uh, coming preparing up to this this day, I just thought about it more and more. I was like, yeah. the fuck am I doing any of this for? <laughs> Dude, I, ultimately for me, it's like, you know, you find, it's like, like I, didn't even, go, I, didn't even, I didn't even want to do the things that keep me from, like, boredom. Like, I, yeah. I would just, like, sit in silence, like, I'm going to do this conversation. And, like, one of my favorite pastimes is just to fucking sit in my living room and stare at the fucking ceiling <laughs> and think about all this shit. But, I, I, you know, I find whatever. As, as we all do, there are little things that make you happy, whatever they may fucking be. If it's watching football, if it's fucking going to church, whatever these things are... I feel like for each of us individually, and we don't know exactly why the things make us happy that do. It has something to do with, you know, for our entire lives, we've been either saying yes or no to all these ideas that are presented to us, and that kind of conglomeration of ideas we've said yes to and no to are discriminations and the things that we've accepted somehow coalesce into making you think you like doing certain things, <laughs> getting pleasure out of something, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, if you can find some of those things, and they're not so bad that they're fucking hurting other people, like, I just do those things yeah. as much as I can until I stop liking them, then I find some other thing. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. You were talking about how society, to be a utopia, you just can't want to murder, you can't want to molest kids, you, yeah. you, you, just, you have to have a society of people that just, those ideas aren't even part of our psyche, you mm -hmm. know? And, and if they are, they're accepted, and they're understood. And it's, you know, it's not like... I was reading some article about... But, um, like, where is the value in that, though? Like, murdering somebody. Like, if... Yeah, I think it's the, the utopian idea is that no one ever even thinks that that's a possibility. Right. You know? And we've just been doing it wrong since the dawn of man when we were bashing people on the head with rocks. Right. In know? the beginning, the, the benefit was clearly, like, I want that piece of food. You have that piece of food. You're dead. I'm eating your food, and now I'm eating you. And there was no, but there was no thought of uniting. It was well, in a, some cases there were. I think there are certain things in the human brain, there are certain kind of impulses that I think came about psychologically. Like, the second step of psychological evolution, in my mind, was it took uh, instinctual behaviors, things that we have no choice in whether we do them or not, which are like oh shit, that's hot, I'm going the other way, or I'm going to run from this fucking big thing that's about to attack me, or I'm going to, if I'm a baby, like, suck on my mom's boob to eat. These instinctual behaviors are things still that we have to some degree. Mm -hmm. Then I think as our brains started to evolve, we got these, like, psychological impulses that are slightly uh, deferred from basic instinct. Things like fear. Fear is not... Like, if you encounter something in, the, in like, the pre-human days <clears throat> that looked like it was going to kill you, you would just fucking run. But then eventually we got fear, which it has, like, a little sprinkle of curiosity in it. You can stand and look at the thing that's about to kill you and be afraid of it, but you're not going to fucking run. It's like, I, I know this is fucking stupid, but, like, when you feed squirrels, or when I feed squirrels, <laughs> you hold out a fucking nut. And all I'm thinking is, like, this little tiny fucking creature is looking at me, a giant beast that could fucking kill it instantaneously. And it's kind of coming up to me with its head down, and it's, like, looking up through its eyes, and its tail is covering its head. It's fucking afraid of me, but it's coming to get that food. It's fear that keeps it doing that thing. And so fear 
beer, I think, was one of our first impulses that allowed us to behaviorally change what we were doing a little bit. So you're, you're, you're drawing a distinction between fear and just running from something? That right. Was... Running from something is a, I think, instinctual behavior that we cannot help. It's like, there's something that's going to kill me? Bye! But isn't that just the, like, un language form version of what we now call fear like yeah 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 absolutely way before we had language we had fear but I think one of those other impulses was trust and trust and fear are kind of in lockstep with each other it's a very fucking strange thing uh-huh. so it's like people I mean obviously people who follow Donald Trump do it out of fear it's a similar kind of principle to why you follow any religion there's a a voice of kind of aggression and your brain responds well to that because it likes to be locked in a mode of fear uh-huh. um, but I think trust is also a piece of that trust, and both of these things were necessary to form human societies and blah 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 it's why we can sit here right now with all these fine people in Bristol Farms and not fear that any of them will fucking hit us in the head with a hatchet and run away with our cell phones <laughs> you know but I mean certainly those things still exist greed aggression fear all these kind of like um shittier impulses. I say shittier because obviously it's objective, but it means that we fucking exist in a world where there is crime and there is motivation to kill people or fucking steal things from people. Uh, And getting rid of those motivations, other than like aberrant psychological behavior, like psychopaths and stuff do it because they're just wired that way. But, you know, we've got like even the notion of fucking war, killing by proxy. One person gets to just say, hey, you, go kill those fucking people for me. And people do it. Yeah. That's fucking fear. And that just is how closely, how, how like, not far removed we are from our distant past. It's like that we still go around killing people. Like, Absolutely. Well, we and have no reason to. Dude, not, we have reason to do the opposite. <laughs> we have reason to fucking try and save as many lives as possible. <laughs> yeah. Because, I, I mean, all this shit we're talking about, it's like every human brain has some kind of computing capacity, you know what I mean? We should be using it all to figure out how to get off this fucking planet, how to fucking extend lifespan to infinite, all that shit, but we're not. And now, getting off this planet, obviously, to escape the sun expanding, um, maybe our level of evolution, intelligence-wise, would lead us to a solution where we can, for some reason, control the expansion of the sun and keep it, you know... Sure. I mean, that would be one solution to that problem. You know, I mean, if we have problems, we engineer solutions, and that might be, if we could get to that level, who knows how we'll do it. I'm not a scientist. (laughs) Yeah, nor am I. And I I have my own theoretical kind of like... Most of my scientific No, no, here's how we should get off the planet Earth. Let me tell you, I've studied engineering for zero days. Um, I base everything off Rick and Morty. That's where I get my ideas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who cares, man? It's good. It's good fucking going. I do subscribe to a microverse theory now. I mean, that seems to be a logical, you know, if that technology is possible, it seems like yeah. That would What's make, microverse? I don't know. Um, did you ever see the episode where um, episode of Rick and Morty? Oh, okay. I've Do seen I, many, but I have not seen uh, the microverse. Well, uh, Rick creates a, what a microverse is. He creates in basically just a glass box. He creates a universe uh-huh. um, from particles or whatever. And there's you know a race of beings in there. And um, every once in a while he'll go inside and visit them. You know ancient alien style yeah. or um, whatever creator style going as a god they'll treat him like a god and he'll leave and like um, then inside of this microverse they create a micro they have a scientist sure. that creates a microverse and then Rick goes inside of that meets the guy and then they start realizing oh there's layers and layers and layers and 
then Rick's like, oh, what if we're a microverse? And it kind of makes sense that that could be a possibility. For there was an old movie called The 13th Floor. Have you ever seen that? I've heard With of Rufus it. Rufus Sewell. I have not seen it. A very similar idea. Okay. Uh, it, it's Rufus Sewell and his uh, computer company are building a simulation of the 1920s where you can go into it and like inhabit someone and fucking walk around and be like, oh shit, this is cool, 1920s. And then they slowly learn that they are a simulation of the 90s that other people from some other time are fucking blah 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 and, and then like it just expands out forever yeah I'm fine with that I'm fine to be a simulation within a simulation within a simulation as long as we can just figure out how to not make it so shitty I mean that would at least uh, explain the concept of what God is you know well I mean yeah I, the concept of God in my mind is just kind of a placeholder for those questions we can't answer it's just saying like well there have to be answers to the question and certainly someone knows it just not us so it's gonna be God and that's fine I did like what you said though about like it was just that thing in the distance that you couldn't see yet yeah dude and like you couldn't sense it yet it's like I don't know if you have a dog or not but I'm sure you're aware of when like there's lightning and thunder and shit a dog will get scared what do you think that dog is scared of what is in that dog's mind at that moment see I've always tried to rationalize that as being their heightened sense of um, hearing uh-huh. that thunder just might be painful for them it's not pain though they don't scream in pain when they hear thunder they perk their fucking heads up and they look around like what the fuck was that oh yeah and they have to form some rudimentary answer to that question and it can only be something gigantic that can make a noise louder than anything they've ever heard right and that that's all that's all I think that our initial impulse fear is what created religion in us for sure fear of like what is that thing making that noise it's going to fucking kill me I don't know what it is and but it's out there I do think that there on the topic of religion I think that there is definitely a concrete wall between religion and organized religion um that was, you know, what I obviously was brought around to start to control the masses when they started to become masses you know, sure. of people. Um, but I think that, again, those religious outside of the organized side of thing are what brought society to a certain point. Then religion lost its usefulness, science took over. And what are you talking about with that, dude? Science hasn't taken over shit. Well, it's just another way of explaining the world around us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, religion is not, I, I feel like it's not fucking dying at all. It's on the uptick, if anything, man. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we will replace it with some other, you know, subject later on. It's like, I, will we? I feel like we will. I mean, fuck, dude, I don't know. I mean, if you look at, like, the Mormon church. I mean, if you look at what science is mostly based on, it's all just mathematics. And mathematics is imperfect. Like, there's always going to be a remainder, you know? Sure. That's where it breaks apart, you know? Right down to the Hadron Collider. Two options, they got a third out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Our math didn't account for that. We've got to replace that system with something else. Um, eventually, I mean, numbers, well, at least numbers yes, and math and science—it's all just man-made bullshit. You know, it's just us applying words to Correct. stuff. It, you know, it's it's, it's us, us writing words. rules to our physical world. Right. But our our language, like you bring up in the last one, our our language limits our understanding of things, right? Absolutely. And that's where we have to, you know, kind of evolve the language if we want to continue using that. But like, language was just like you said—you have to have. Um, concept of language to have a thought right but before you have thoughts in air quotes you have just feelings right impulses to things and that's where 
I think our brains actually work is on those those feelings and and a lot of you know if you do the research which I never do anymore uh, <laughs> I have reasons for that um, <laughs> as do we all yeah 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 but um, it all comes like vibrations magnetism is a big one I think that controls yeah. a lot of what goes on and I think that's that's a lot of what you know our technology comes from is magnetism right down to you know the way we're recording this podcast on sure. a magnetic disc you know <clears throat> and it's just it, it's just about those two states you know positive and negative and vibrational frequencies and all that shit but like where did I begin this <laughs> like I don't remember dude um, oh yeah yeah feelings and you know I mean our brains are just working on electrical waves you know it's like it's all just if we take the words out of everything you know there's a Pink Floyd song that talks about like all our problems began when we started to talk yeah you know um, and I do I, I truly believe that dude <laughs> Well, I mean, but many solutions as well. I, for as shitty as things are, like, things are also kind of cool. Like, there's a lot of really good shit. Just almost no one gets to experience it in the world. Like, most of the world lives in abject misery without all the kind of modern technologies that we have here in this country and other countries. But um, I, I kind of agree with you that language is... It's a hindrance, but it's a necessity to kind of get to the next place. It's the, So far, it's the best way we've come up with to convey thought to thought one right. thought to another brain the way our current brains work right but I, you know hopefully in the future we're going to have computer technology that'll be able to just type a thought right into the, the brain I think we kind of need to stay human why is that? Um, so much good we're doing as humans now <laughs> you're like we got to continue this shit <laughs> no we just got to fix more. we just got to fix that that's all but I think we can stay human we've literally never <laughs> fixed it in the history of our existence <laughs> We've never even tried. Yeah, but our existence isn't that long if you think about it. I mean, human beings? Yeah. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years, depending on how far you want to go back. Yeah, but I mean, also, no one ever really think, no one ever really like puts this theory out there. But I'm sure we've had plenty of iterations of human civilization on Earth, from like the point where humans go extinct and then it all starts over again. Oh. I don't think that's true. There's no fossil record of it. But that's at all. the that's the, that's the thing I've always questioned is like how does that how does that work? Um, but it like it I saw this video uh, recently that was like here's what'll happen after humans go extinct and it kind of goes through you know like was it uh, Earth after humans was it an old Nat Geo thing no it wasn't Nat Geo it was some new the thing discoveries trending on YouTube they have a whole series it's not like Vice or anything like that it's I gotta see that that sounds but great it, 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 well it's a very short 10 minute thing it goes through a very fast montage of visually of what happens uh-huh. um, one of the things is like all the nuclear power plants just detonate <laughs> oh and, Jesus yeah. Christ <laughs> okay that's this sweet is, oh. With, with nobody there to run the controls, you know, they just of course. Don't. But the recovery process is relatively quick, you know. Mm-hmm. That's like that's just how nature rolls, you know. It, it can deal with shit that we've fucked up, you know. Yeah. Um, look at any crack in the sidewalk. There's grass coming up through that. That's how strong nature is, you know. We're nature too, though. By the way, so is technology. Yeah. So is everything we've done. Yeah. 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 I agree. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's no escaping, in quotes, nature. It's all fucking nature. That's true, but... You just mean plants and shit and animals. Mm, yeah. Non-human nature. Well, I guess the things that are bigger nature than we are. Like the Earth. Mother nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. It's it, kind of like bigger physical forces. But, like, the, after in this video, like, once all that shit goes down, uh, you know, it's... 
back to a green earth, you know, I would assume at that point it all just kind of starts over from the single cell level, you know. But also, they t I think they go into like um, just I would assume fossil records are just annihilated in the in the aftermath of all of this, and you could get Some to a point. Be. And you talk about nuclear explosions, but the things that were left behind were things made of stone, uh -huh. you know, which would kind of, if you wanted to stretch the theory far enough, you could be like, well, this could be how we are left behind the Stonehenge, Easter Island, the pyramids. It's like the stone monoliths were the things that didn't get touched. Uh, but those things are all, we, we have the record of when they were built. Those are all built in, in quotes, contemporary human history, you know. And that's according to our own set of facts we've established yeah, yeah, but, in this iteration of the human but civilization. A, a set of scientific facts. I mean, look, <clears throat> there, there has to be a, uh, a kind of like workable reality that we all agree to at least a little bit. But then there's all these things that come along, these black swans, like when they discovered dinosaur fossils in the 1800s. It was like, oh, that completely changed history. Sure. It's the next thing that's going to come along that completely changes our view of history. Certainly something does almost, you know, I guess it's like about every... 50 to 100 years, there's some scientific discovery, whether it's in like theoretical physics or it's a fossil or some kind of hardcore evidence that does kind of drastically change how we view things scientifically. But I will say this, uh, if humans go extinct, there's no hope for planet Earth. We're the only things that could stop the sun from exploding. Roaches ain't gonna do that. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Again, there's, you know, everybody's got a boss and Mother Nature answers to somebody in this universe. I'm sure that something would do. But yeah, Earth of course. Maybe Earth, again, the futility of Earth even. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We, we must leave this planet. And when you were talking about microcosmos and all that, my hope, I, I think the best kind of uh, end that we have, the best way to escape this planet is to upload all of our fucking brains into a computer and shoot that shit into space. I think we're actually getting... God, it's getting so fucking loud in here. I don't even know if this is going to be recordable. But, um... I think that's going to be our, honestly, our best chance is some kind of digital version of ourselves that we put on a hard drive and just send it into fucking space so we don't have to worry about the earth being destroyed, overpopulation, food shortages, all that shit's gone. Yeah, that would certainly yeah, would take care of a lot of the, the problems we create as physical humans. Yes. I need to be fed, which I think is a waste of time anyway. God, I do too. I hate eating so much. <laughs> I meet so many people out here that are. I, mean, I was I was the only person to talk this way back east. And it's just like it's such a waste of time. Most you know? things are, dude. Most kind of like human condition things: eating, shitting, sleeping, pissing. It doesn't take that much to make the hunger go away. You know? <laughs> right. Well, if you smoke enough weed, it takes a lot to make the hunger go away. Hey, I've eaten plenty of bags of Peeps Oreos in Fun one dude. sitting. I used to, uh, I had ACL surgery like some years ago and I would just like eat a pan pill, get high as fuck, and then eat like a whole pan of cinnamon rolls. Uh, <laughs> virtually every night at midnight. That was my little routine. Cinnamon rolls are a poison a month. God, they're so good. Um, fuck, I was going to say something else regarding something else and now I totally fucking forget. Let's break down the pattern. Please. 
I mean, I just want to hear how it, like, the, I guess start from the time, life, and death, break it down from there, what, what is the, uh, uh, the tree of ideas, I guess. Alright, I'll do my best. It's, it's, I'm, as I said, I'm, like, writing a fucking book on this now, and I'm finding that it's going to require a book to really get into it, but I'll do my best to kind of briefly describe the timeline as I see it, and it, it really is about the evolution of human psychology. And I, starting with what was the first life on Earth. So the first life, obviously, was like, I mean, that's even arguable. But the first life that became us was some kind of single-celled little organism swimming around in the soup. Um, And then that thing, eventually, in trying to better kind of navigate the hostile environment that it was trying to survive in. And this gets also to the point is, what is fucking survival? Why is that important to us? That's a big theme with me. It's a huge, weird thing, and that's one of the unanswerable questions. It's what is life? It's that question. We cannot fucking answer that. Why is it important for any of us to fucking continue living? Why is it important as a group for humanity to continue? And that same kind of survival instinct exists in all living things, not just animals. Plants have it as well. Um, Viruses, bacteria, everything has this kind of strange need to multiply and to keep itself alive. This survival concept could be us trying to out-survive Mother Nature, even. You know, like... What's Mother Nature, though? Oh, Earth, you know? That's just our environment, right? Like a hostile physical world. If we don't... If we we go extinct, the Earth will live on, you know? Um, That kind of thing. Maybe we're just trying to out-survive our extinction. You know, that's the only... I absolutely we are, but um, in service of that, <laughs> we're trying to out survive our extinction. Yet we've literally never, ever in the history of fucking humanity had a time, and especially now that we have global communication, where we all just agreed like, "Hey, everyone, let's try one year without war. Let's see what that's about." <laughs> never done that. Literally never. So I, I don't think the odds are good. They're not certainly in our favor to survive. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, All right, it's, so yeah, it's, we're gonna kill ourselves. I think so. I, I think so. And especially now, yeah, I think so. We're just fucked. Anyway, uh, before we're fucked, I'm gonna get this goddamn book out. Um, so basically, it says that like in the very beginning, we're these single-celled organisms swimming around in the soup, and we start developing certain ways to navigate that soup so that we can survive, whatever the fuck that means. The question again, what is life? Uh, and then the the counter question to that is when animation stops, when your ability to behave stops. Basically, behavior is kind of how we define living things. Even plants have behavior. They grow towards sunlight. Some, like a Venus flytrap, actually fucking move in response to outside stimuli, whatever. Um, but behavior is kind of how we define life, animation. So when that stops, we all collectively agree that's death, whether it's to a plant, an animal, whatever. And we don't know what the fuck that is either. Why does it stop? That's another question we cannot answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we know, you know, kind of in a concrete manner why it stops. If you get your fucking head chopped off, we get why that ends your life on a physical level. But we don't still understand, like, why does life itself stop? Why does that animation end? So, anyway... Back to the original point. This is why I can, I'm never going to write this fucking book. I just go crazy and I write like 40 pages on nothing, just spinning out of control like a fucking maniac in my living room. But uh, anyway, so it's basically like when we're these single-celled organisms, uh, evolution is taking place at this point. And the first things that evolve are this little cluster of cells, as I mentioned in the last one, that allow us to determine between light and dark. Other things evolve too, like flagella to help us move around and other kind of like sensory kind of nerves almost that allow us to experience uh, hot and cold so the first sensations we have are pain and pleasure and that is another kind of like 
duality of pattern mm-hmm. that has been in us since the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. And we are slaves to it, obviously. Eating is pleasure. Things that help us survive are pleasurable. Things that don't are painful, uh, even down to a psychological level. So at any rate, we develop all these kind of sensory organs, and in developing those, I feel like we start to have the first kind of, in quotes, ideas or impulses. Those ultimately, through a, a vast kind of like series of other psychological evolutions, as we gain more senses and we are more able to kind of see our surroundings, hear our surroundings, smell our surroundings, that starts also influencing how these impulses and things start behaving in what is like a pre-human brain, effectively. Ultimately, I'm just trying to boil all this shit down so quickly. Ultimately, we arrive at what I think is a, a series of ideas that govern the structure of our reality, all based on trying to answer those three questions. What is time? What is life? What is death? Those are the only three ideas that we all experience exactly the same. Nobody can escape the slow march of time. Nobody can escape the experience of living. Nobody can escape can escape uh, death. And we all agree on what those things are to a, a pretty fucking like fundamental base level. Some people think life exists after death. Some people think, you know, fucking there could be time travel or whatever. But we all agree that like as we experience it, time is this weird linear fucking function that makes us age and, and things transpire over the course of time. It's just how we live. Um, and so then these other ideas that come out of that are love, which relates to our need to sexually reproduce. And then love becomes the abstract idea that fucking uh, can be a a million different kinds of things to us at this point. But it's all centered in that initial need for two human animals to come together, trust each other enough to be like, okay, um, so here's what's going to happen. We are going to get real fucking close. I'm going to fuck you. You're going to fuck me, whatever. And a baby's going to come out later. That's that need for survival. But I'm going to trust that you're not going to kill me during this. And you're going to trust that I'm not going to kill you during this or do anything fucking bad to you. We have to have that ability to sexually procreate because that's how our species works. Um, sorry. So love is one of the ideas. Art is one of the ideas, which is essentially exploration of all of this shit, whether it's you like it, you want to celebrate it, you want to attack it, whatever. It's basically using ideas to create some kind of physical representation of your stance about that idea. Um, and just like love, you can just want to fuck, you can want to fucking have a lasting relationship with one person, you can fucking want to love everybody in the world, you can want to, you know, whatever. We all have our uh, stances on what that is, but we all agree that love is something that has a major influence on the way humanity uh, exists, as, as we do with art. Government is another one, which I think started way back, like the first time two people got together, and one person said, hey, you're going to behave in the way I tell you to behave. That's the first government. And then that person says, yes, I'll do as you say. Uh, every government in the world is like that now. Even one that is supposedly democratic like ours, any law that exists, anything that is a decree that says you must behave in this way, means you are not free, period. That's all there is to that. And that's every government. Uh, what else do we got? Love, government, what, what did I fucking say? I don't remember. Love, art, and government. Love, art, government. Science is one, which I think arose from the basic kind of curiosity impulse. What the fuck is this shit? And then we start poking at it and using whatever senses we have to answer those questions. Build bigger machines that have more kind of delicate sensory uh, abilities to answer far more questions, blah, blah, blah. And that curiosity impulse has given us all of this. Air conditioning, lights, cell phones, etc. Mm-hmm. But still can't answer the basic questions. What is time? What is life? What is death? Um, I feel like they're trying, though. 
They all try, dude. They all try for fucking ever, and they all fail every fucking time. The questions, especially with science, like they may uncover more layers of what we perceive reality to be, but they'll never get to those basic questions of like, well, how did it all start? What the fuck is it? Why do we have a survival impulse? What is death really? Never. Even when they get one step closer, it's just like just keep cutting it in half and you're never going to reach that <laughs> right how do you get to a finish line if you have to get halfway between this point and that point and then halfway between that point and that point um, so there's four there's two others I forget which ones I fucking mentioned love, art, government, science was religion one of them? yeah God is one for sure God which was like our first kind of best attempt to answer those questions which I, as I said earlier I think came out of fear for the kind of unknown what the fuck made that noise well must be something big must be something scary that's God mm-hmm. and then that God as our brains evolved more and more that fear and that notion that there's this unseen thing that is doing these kind of cataclysmic events volcanoes erupting lightning storms whatever that thing must have more power than just that so it also as our brains kind of could start to think about things in an abstract way it just attached all this other shit to that entity that we all believed existed because we saw the physical evidence of it Uh, so it also must have created our planet and also must fucking we better fucking be like uh, you know, kneeling in submission to it or it's going to fucking rain down death on all of our little group here. So we're going to do sacrifices to it or we're going to fucking drink the blood of its son or whatever fucking bullshit you want to fucking wrap around it. And then... And we don't do that anymore, so it's like, maybe we'll get past all this bullshit eventually, you know? What do you mean like, we don't do that anymore? We don't drink the blood of goats. I mean, I'm sure there's some parts of the we world We symbolically drink the blood of Jesus Christ every yeah, Sunday in Catholic wine, Church. It's wine, it's wine. You know, just another excuse to get drunk. Nonetheless, dude, I mean, and, and I mean, look, there are beheadings and shit going on in the name of other gods around the world. There are fucking women being raped in the name of other gods yeah, around the world. I guess they're keeping uh, these traditions alive. They're fucking, even in our country, you've got, it's, it's much more rare now than it was in like the fucking late 80s, but people who perform abortions, people just walk up and fucking dome them. That's murder in the name of your god, you know, human murder. And so we certainly have some real bad shit still yeah, happening in the name yeah. of gods. Um, and then the most recent of all of our ideas is money, which is a purely fucking intellectual idea. One. The sixth one, yeah. And it controls all the others at this point, which is a, a sad state of affairs, because I do think the idea of money at the base level is a fucking fabulous one. You know, like a, a, a purely abstract resource that we've created. It's nothing. I mean, in the beginning, it was like actual metal coins that had some in quotes inherent value whoever the fuck decided that but uh, now it's not all world money is proxy money it's just numbers in a fucking computer but that idea that there's this resource we made by which we can measure the value that we determine of all other resources in the world is absolutely necessary in order to create a society because it allows for the free trade of everything Mm -hmm. in a a way that uh, as I said kind of like recognizes the value of these different items against each other uh, but then, of course, the <laughs> kind of like inadvertent reaction to money is that that greed impulse that's in all of us to some degree, but some more than others, allows the ones who have that impulse at a higher degree to fucking take it all. And because money can control all the other ideas, we're now slaves to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it, man. That's essentially the pattern. Yeah. So all six of those ideas, when you are born, they're presented to you usually using language um, at a very early age and you have to kind of come to terms with where you stand on them and you can spend your whole life doing that but very usually those ideas are formed super early on early indoctrination because you see kind of like oh well money 
come buy me this fucking toy I want yeah. when you're a kid. So yeah. you work hard to get your fucking allowance. Yeah. And you know, like, my parents taught me the value of a dollar and all this kind of shit. Well, what does that fucking mean? A dollar's not a real thing. <laughs> they taught you the value of some shit we made up? Great. Just like God, just like government, just like love, just like art, science. Mm-hmm. It's all shit we made up. And, the, and you're saying those six ideas are six different ways of trying to explain time, life, and death? The, yeah, I mean, essentially, those six ideas, to me, are kind of like, in this book, I start writing about how, like, every person essentially has one, sometimes two, sacred ideas. One of those six around which they kind of, the most of their behavior happens as a result of their reaction to that idea. So if you're, like, way into fucking God and you're going to church six times a week, it's dictating your behavior to a degree that the other ideas are not. Or if you're way into love, whether it's sex or whatever, you know, if you get married really young and I just want a family and all that, and you build your whole fucking life around that. That is how most people tend to live, mm-hmm. like building a life around one idea. For me, it's art. All I do all day long is write and make little fucking paintings and play my Pokemon Go, blah, blah, blah. Even for people who are, like, super into sports. Sports is art. I don't know if they know that or not, but when you're yeah. watching your favorite team run around with their fucking colorful logos and their little uniforms that got made on a beautiful, giant, green field, and even the game itself is even a fucking piece of down art. down to, I would say, the, the player themselves, that is a craft that they develop through It's their performance entire, art, yeah, dude. Exactly. It's highly um, spe- yeah. uh, specifi- specificity specified. <laughs> I'm having a fucking aneurysm, sorry. No, it's funny, all these ideas in the pattern are the central themes of what I would consider to be the uh, the zenith of art in our lifetime would be uh, the dark side of the moon. Mm-hmm. It examines all of these themes, yeah. you know, throughout the, the course of the album in a musical way, you know, yeah, obviously, for sure. lyrically, thematically, and all that. But And that is something that has proven to reach the masses and whatever's going on in their psyche. In no substantial way, though. Art has never changed the world. True. Yeah. And that's sad. Well, and it continues to try. And look, and I'm it, a slave to well, it too. I mean, down <laughs> to um, what we can see in recent history, the closest it came to changing was the Beatles. You know, and the wave of awareness they created, and obviously they took them out. You know, you know that could have had some kind of paradigm shift had he succeeded. It started too. Yeah. Yeah. And then now. And then. Yeah, you're dead. Kennedy's dead. Kennedy number two dead. Yeah. Martin Luther King dead. <laughs> yeah. Everybody who was about to kind of like shift it toward a more classically utopian view, certainly a more equal view of what humanity should be. Nope, mm-hmm. that money just killed them all. Yeah, and that was it. Yes, money. Yeah. Um, and so ultimately, and I feel like they're still finding ways to subvert that mentality, but just obviously they're like, well, I think they're onto the assassination thing. We can't really do that anymore. You know? What do you mean we can't do that anymore? Putin kills a fucking person like every week. Uh, in America, we can't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. Well, yes. I mean, Obama yeah. made it through eight years. I think I thought if anything, they were going to take him out eventually. He made it through all eight years. You know, it's like they can't. They can't really get away with that anymore without it being like. Yeah, it's kind of obvious they, they took him out. You know? I disagree totally, dude. I think they would just make it look like ISIS. If they wanted to kill fucking Trump, they would just blow up his car one day and be like, ISIS fucking got him. We got to go to war now. And President Bannon would step in and get his fucking fourth cataclysm or whatever the hell he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, look, there's nothing out of control of anybody willing to do it who has the fucking means to do it. Well, it's just, why don't they just push the button then, get it all over with, get the, get rid of the 99% of the world's population and just live their happy well, 1% the, life for the rest of existence until the sun takes over. I think they want to. And I do think that that... 
killing on a mass scale still requires some cooperation. Well, they wouldn't have to explain it in the news, you know? There wouldn't be anybody there to watch the news. They could but just... you've still at least got two people sitting in that bump bunker who, when they get the call, they got to turn the key. And if those two people don't think it's viable, they're not going to turn it. Trump doesn't... There's not, like, literally a button he presses to launch all the fucking nuclear missiles, you know what I mean? He's got that... The football with the nuclear codes in it. Right. He has to make a fucking call to a bunker where there are dudes or ladies sitting there waiting for that call and say, here are the nuclear codes, this is fucking President Trump, turn the key, we're fucking at nuclear war. And those two people, or however many people are in all these fucking nuclear bunkers, they have to make that decision. And ultimately, that's who could potentially stop a nuclear war. So who's living down there? How do they, exactly. how do they vet those people? There's a, a long article about this. If you just Google it, I forget who fucking did the article. It might have been Vice. But there's a long article about how which they... Which bunker is this? I don't even know which one it was. And no, they made in West Virginia. They there? may not have given the actual location or anything. Oh, okay. But they go through in this article a little bit about the vetting process for these people and what kind of psychological profiles they have to undergo and whatever. And it actually made me feel a little better. That it's not, they're not just like, we love Trump. And they're like, mouths are watering, waiting to fucking launch <laughs> nuclear weapons. It's not like that at all. They, it seems like they try to find level-headed people who would take as Hopefully much into no account as possible. Affiliation exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly correct. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, but that's... Then, I mean, you still have things like... I, um, I had a... Uh, friend of mine was telling me he was a, I think it was a history student in college he was talking about a nuclear sub that could have they, they, they had some kind of onboard fuck up and we were just like seconds away from the entire world being destroyed you know absolutely obviously they you know this isn't public knowledge mm-hmm. uh, you could find it if you want but like that didn't require any two guys in a bunker deciding to turn a key or not that's just human people fucking up but that wouldn't there's, I like so there to is think always that, we, that, you know. That. Yeah, but like one nuclear sub, even if like one nuclear missile got launched into New York City by accident and killed everyone in New York City, it wouldn't kill everyone in New York City, but let's say it killed 200,000 people in New York City. I still think like there's a possibility that if that is a mistake, we would find that out almost immediately and just be like, fuck, it sucks, but it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I don't think the current administration would do that. They would take any uh, kind of opportunity they have. Yeah, absolutely. Anything bad that's about to happen on U.S. soil, I feel like, is going to be war with North Korea. American soil? Yup. Yeah? Oh, yeah, dude. Where? Anywhere. Just an ISIS attack. Some kind of terrorist attack's going to happen again. I just feel like Hollywood's pretty safe from any type of shit like that because it's such a big part of, like, the man's economy. You know, Mm. it's like they're not going to take this town out. It's, you know, it's too big of a moneymaker for them. I, yeah, you know, it just I mean, feels like we're kind of safe from that at least for a little while. I would just point you to 9/11. I don't think anyone's safe from anything. Yeah, yeah. It's if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Living your but life in still fear pretty, about it's that, hard. But that attack was still pretty isolated. They didn't take out the entire town of New York City. Sure. You know, they, you know, they still carried on business as usual, except for that that block, of course. And I, absolutely. I don't know. But, I mean, it had a drastic psychological effect on everyone in the world. Yes. Uh, We now exist in a fucking, like, crazy surveillance state because of it. Yeah. Yeah, It feels like it was always working towards that regardless. It just might have been a thing that sped up. But it was easier to pass the laws uh, that allowed them to just fucking be in everything, you know? Um, Yeah, it's it's fucking weird, man. I, I feel like L.A. could have a terrorist attack. I mean, look, dude, it only takes one person to be like, 
you know what? Fuck this. I'm with ISIS. And then they go buy a gun and they walk into the grove and just fucking like shoot 15 people before they get taken out. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly changes perspective on walking around catching Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're going to get... Well, fuck, maybe they'd go to the Pay pier. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, nah, they wouldn't want to take out them. I go see a movie at the grove like fucking twice a week. Every time I'm there, I'm just... I'm waiting for either a terrorist attack or that fucking weird moment where you're walking around and you just see everybody kind of stops walking and they're all looking at their phone and then you pull out your phone and it's like everybody looks up and you've all gotten the news simultaneously that a nuclear missile is headed towards Los Angeles, California. I'm waiting for that tableau. To- yeah, okay, I will watch out for mass people looking at their phones. Oh my god, that people is looking at their phones, thought. slightly terrified, and I think all movement stops. Like you know how in the Grove, people are just walking around checking out their phones, or whatever. I think like everybody, everybody just slowly, stop. Yeah. like within a span of like five to ten seconds, everybody just goes still. Um, and then we looked at each other and we're like, well, we're all gonna die. Who wants to fuck? <laughs> right I mean, isn't that it? Isn't that basically right, 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 yeah. it? Right in the grove trolley, <laughs> in the fountain. Always wanted to fuck in that fountain. Mass orgy in the grove. Yep. Trending on Twitter. Fuck. For about 10 seconds. And then <laughs> massive nuclear explosion at the grove, trending on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, uh, I thought it was going to towards the uh, shooter in the movie theater, which, um, you know, the Batman thing. Which, after that, it was just like, can't even, go, can't even go see a fucking movie anymore. There's some movie theater chains now that have, like, these weird, ominous, uh, you know, things they pop up on screen before the movies. I'm sure you've seen these that are like, all the exits are located here. If you see any unusual activity, please report it to your nearest staff member. See something, like, what the say fuck does something. that mean? Yeah. You're talking about killing. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just like before movies now, that's... And that kind of thing, too, I think is fucking weird. Oh, shit. <laughs> They're bringing a fucking metal cart through. <laughs> One moment. Sorry. That's Bristol Farms. That's some of its charm. But, um... I feel like that's a weird thing too, especially in America that we have anytime there's anything that is like slightly terrorist or fucking like mass shooting or whatever. It alters the way all of us have to behave forever. Take off your shoes at the fucking airport, watch these things before the fucking movie, blah blah blah. Um, just keeping us right on the edge, you know? Just Well that dictation of behavior is like a mind control thing that is mm-hmm. crazy because yeah. There Which can, I feel if you're aware of it, you can just, yeah, I'll take my shoes off and be on with my day. You know, it's just like you, you can deal with it, you know. But, but the fact that you're forced to engage in any behavior is strange as shit to me. Yeah, but if I want to get on a plane, i got to take my shoes off. Exactly. You know, and if like, you want to exist in American society, you have to pay your taxes and do yeah. certain other behaviors that yeah. are forced on you. Uh, and to me, that ultimately utopia is like... No one's forced to do anything. Yes. Literally nothing. Do whatever you please. Yeah. Um, and to have that, you have to get to a point where aggression and fear and greed don't exist. Uh-huh. Which is just not possible for us because we're little grubby fucking animals who still just want to have more shit than the other guy and all that. And we can't get away with it. I mean, I'm fucking guilty of it too. Like, I live in a nice apartment. Why don't I give all my fucking money to charity and live in, like, a studio apartment somewhere in a city where it's way fucking cheaper? Yeah. Because I like to live in a nice fucking thing. I try to do, like, good shit for charities and volunteer and do whatever I can. Whatever, in quotes, I can. But it's not whatever I can. (laughs) It's what I'm willing to do. Yeah. And that ends at a certain level. And it does for all of us, you know? And that, well, that's just personal comfort and dealing with the futility of life is making yourself as comfortable as possible. And I think also the people around you that 
might not deal with these thoughts that we deal with on a daily, hourly basis, you know, mm. is like, you know, your your uh, your girlfriend does not want to hear the sun's going to consume us all. Let's have sex now, you know. Well, like, unfortunately, she has to. Because uh, <laughs> that's part of the deal with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're in a relationship with me and shit gets dark yeah. a lot. And that's why, you know, finding that one that'll say, yep, sun's going to consume us all. Let's do this. Without killing you in your sleep. You want that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want a girl who can walk right up to the edge with you but never jump off. Yeah. And that's, and that's the person that'll be right beside you. But there's also your immediate family, you know. My mom, she still believes in religion. And that keeps her comfortable in her old age. I'm not going to deny her of that you know sure just like um that south park episode about mormonism you know it's mm-hmm. like yeah it's stupid but it keeps me happy and it keeps my family happy and it makes us do good things you know it's just like ultimately futile but it's better than just walking around murdering people you know and it's like i, agree. I can't take that away from them so i'm not it's not something i'm going to bring up at thanksgiving dinner you know Dude, and and by the way, I, I really feel like no one can help how they think about anything. Mm-hmm. When these ideas are presented to you at whatever point they are in your life, you make some decision to reject, accept on a wide variety of levels, obviously, but it's it's simply that. And then every decision you make after that, based on any other idea presented to you, that one now has influence mm-hmm. on that next decision, so yeah. on and so forth, until you're fucking 30-whatever years old, and you've made so many of those decisions from everything to what God you do or don't believe in, down to what fucking shoes you wear, that your idea of reality is so nuanced, so interconnected, that if you remove any one of those big pieces, religion, God, government, all that shit, uh, very necessarily, many of the other smaller ideas of how you live your life will change as well. The other kind of ideas that you've... you've uh, reacted to as influenced by these kind of bigger reactions you had. But I think it's important to be able to change and like be able to adapt when new things come along and that's like a sign of intelligence or stupidity, you know? Are you going to be able to evolve to the next step based on your entire world changing and just kind of go with it? But the answer is no for all of us, dude. Everybody, like my fucking dad, for example, has an iPhone. Four, I think, doesn't use any apps on it. Has never downloaded a fucking app on the phone. Uses it to make phone calls uh-huh. only. Right. He's checked out on that technology. Still watches his fucking DVDs. You know, you and I. I, I guess you're roughly in your thirties. Yeah, my dad is the same way. Uh, does not even have an iPhone yet. There you go. Yeah. There's going to be some piece of technology for you and I. Still records uh, TV shows on VHS tapes. Holy Christ. Yeah. I mean, that's but really like when something. When I was a kid, he was like the dude that was on top of that technology. You know? So it was he, my dad. He was like, he had two VCRs. He was reco- yep. he was renting movies and recording them to yes. his own, you know. It was like, he had that, he was like a pirate, you know. Right. But like, eventually, I guess I took over for that. And now I'm kind of like living on a fucking laptop charge my iPhone here, you know, like... But eventually, even this laptop and your iPhone will be antiquated. Yes. This laptop and iPhone will be the VHS tape of 30 years from now. Yes, but I don't plan on still using these. No. I, I really... I, and your like, dad didn't plan on using his fucking VCR either. I think I think at a certain point he wanted to call it quits, but that's why I didn't get a wife and settle down and live in a small town anymore, and I moved on to a bigger place where I could continue to expand my horizons and hopefully change as my ideas change. And also, being in a city this big, you get so many viewpoints. Yeah. That allow you to take in those ideas much like and this is like one of the only things I think is left for us is something like this where we're sitting down having a conversation exchanging ideas 
and maybe, hopefully not going home and wanting to kill myself. <laughs> but like, I don't know, hopefully not change that much, but in a positive way. You know? <laughs> yeah, please don't let this be the reason you kill yourself. No, Jesus no, I, Christ. No, I, I'm not that brave. That's the one thing I got going for me. I never pulled the trigger. Dude, I ultimately... Instead, I choose to slowly kill myself by smoking cigarettes, drinking booze, doing drugs. Yeah, that's that a much better suicide. It, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a way you can kill yourself because life is futile, yet enjoy your time here. Well, I mean, fuck, dude, you can live as healthy as you possibly want. That's also a way that's to kill yourself because we're all going to die. That's another reason I go to the gym every day. I, even though I am extending my time on this earth, which is just torture, obviously, it's like, oh, I'm gonna, oh I get to be here longer? Awesome. It's like, but, but, dude, there's also a break point where, like, you but know... I just do that offset so that the drugs don't kill me, you know? Yeah, like, I do the same thing. I drink a little less now than I used to, I guess. Those hangovers get too bad, but... Oh, I need to drink more. Well, <laughs> gotta do you. Yeah. But I, I do also think it's possible that medical technology will reach a break point where it's like, mm, maybe you can live forever. That's what I'm in and it that's for, like, dude. Do I even want to do that? Oh, fuck, I, I do. That's all I want. Really? Yeah. yeah. I never want to die. I think we're... I think, I think our time, we're like, we're definitely going to live past 100. You know, assuming the best, you know? Yeah. Just living a healthy life. At least life. into like, your 80s, like, I'll like say. My dad, he's in his 70s now, and he was... Uh, like, I remember me and my brother talking, like, almost 20 years ago, just like... Or maybe 15 years. It's like, yeah, he's on borrowed time. Like, yeah. and he's still kicking. It's like the doctors are keeping him alive with whatever they're doing. He lives a nice, easy life in a small town, so it's not too much stress. But you know, and he usually is just laying on his bed most of the time watching VHS tapes. But like, he's still alive. We, uh -huh. You know, after 10 years after we thought he'd be plenty gone, like he's still yeah, that's going. cool, dude. So I think we're, and I'm a much healthier version of him. I think I'm gonna see 100. That's that's good enough for me. You know. Why? Why is that good enough? I mean, so far I feel like I've done everything I wanted to do. Yeah. But what if so it's just like now I just gotta get those other seventy years out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking ticking down. You got like fucking hash marks on your bedroom wall. Seventy years of Pokemon. I yeah, exactly. So I, I hope it lasts yeah. seventy fucking years. The day that game ends, um, that may be my suicide day. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever end. There's just gonna be. You can always keep powering your army up. Like that's. Yeah. Gonna, I see you have like a billion Stardust. You're not spending that stuff. Uh, I just started powering a snore. I have like a really good team that I use to fight gyms. I don't know what the fuck I'd use it. Like when I get 100% something, mm -hmm. I'll power that up fully. I mean, what else am I going to do? Yeah, well, I just, so my, I have about 430 Pokemon in my bag and I'm just like, they've all got to get powered up. So I just spend those candies. Are you into that. IVs and shit? Do you know about what? that? No, what is that? It's uh, individual values is what it stands for, and so is this the appraisal process? Yes, I don't really get that. I don't. That's see all that matters. Going. I don't. I, I just have like, well, it's changed now um, with the addition of extra moves for some of them. But like, yeah. there used to only be six version of everyone mm -hmm. um, based on the combination of first attack, second attack. So I would just collect all six of those and then just throw everything else away and just power those six up to be the strongest mm -hmm. so I have an army that can like take down gym. the IVs are all that matter just to let you know but, so how many of like how many Arcanines do you keep oh I have some old ones that I never use anymore see I, now I, we're getting I, now this podcast is getting into some real deep fucking real nerd shit. shit sorry everyone <laughs> but you must yeah. play Pokemon I just Go. keep the strongest version of every single one but if you're not looking at the IVs then you're not 
because that doesn't matter. Like, okay, so for everyone see, I, else, yeah, I don't have anything above 3,000 yet. Um, this thing's IVs, as you can see, it's it says if you appraise it, it's a wonder, um, which is good, and then it, it, its best attributes its attack, its stats exceeded my calculations. So that means that each one of its uh, powers has attack, hit points, and defense can be 15. You want 15, 15, 15. That's 100% uh -huh. individual value. Okay, I'll check those out, but I feel like most of my dudes, every time I have checked that, it's like it's always the best one. It's different words for different teams, but yeah. like, um, I feel like mine at the top are pretty much all of that. So, I mean, I, I'm really unconcerned with like just using all my shit, like taking down gems and powering dudes up, so I just... Yeah, it just kills time. I, yeah, I don't really not look at people on the street, dude. It's believe like, me, it's I the understand. best thing. I, I feel blended in now because I'm staring at my phone all the time. Because I <laughs> I used to never stare at my phone. It's yeah. like look at all these fucking people staring. Though now it lets allows me to just blend in. Dude, I literally I, have like neck problems from playing so much Pokemon Go because my like, arm is just like this tunnel and, and from holding the weight of your phone. No, but this thumb, I I shoot with my thumb. Yeah, this thumb is so fucking strong now. I feel like I can use it to just fucking open a beer or something you know what I mean uh, I, I literally can like tell a difference between my fucking thumb strength yeah that's absurd nah, I have to like switch hands if I'm if I'm playing too long because I'll just like I'll feel the weight and it'll I'll feel like pain yeah. in the wrist so. I've done so many fucking you know six hour stints at the pier I feel like I'm impervious to that shit there, I was out there maybe like last week when there was like hurricane force winds and you know like fucking leaning against it and shit water's hitting my face like sideways from the fucking waves that it's getting blown up on the pier and I'm just trying like, not to let the phone blow out of yeah exactly hand, like. yeah I had to like fucking claw it so <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't fucking move yeah. what am I doing with my life but again it goes back to like we enjoy it yeah. for whatever fucking reason that series of choices we've made has led us to this it kills the time that we're that we've got to kill anyway so, exactly correct uh, now let's talk about time sure um, because I just want to um, how does you talk about you, you introduced me to a concept on the last one where you mentioned how like the further you get away from a mass or something like that yeah. that time is just it's all happened right yes um, so then what does that mean for the way we're perceiving time and how does memory fit into your theory of time or your general understanding of time I mean again this is a layman's fucking understanding I've read a lot about it blah 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 as have we all but certainly time is relative at this point like when you say time doesn't exist I'm always like that's hilarious but like what does that mean it just means that it's relative time exists in the way we experience it obviously we're fucking moving through it blah 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 everybody watches YouTube videos and you know exactly how much time is left to them. whatever but um, it's only the way we experience it but there are some things that exist like I, the, the example I always use that's the most concrete fucking example of this is GPS satellites which are in Earth's orbit they are slightly further away from Earth this giant body of mass than we are so they move a little faster than we do through time and they actually have algorithms on board that recorrect for that time change so like you know and it's it's minimal it's like an eighth of a second a fucking year or something but that matters in a GPS satellite because it has to be very precise right uh, and if they didn't have these algorithms, it would all go fucking haywire. Um, so the further out you get from bodies of mass... I mean, we, we have all heard about fucking black holes, yes. and as you reach the event horizon, yeah. it actually sucks fucking time in itself. Uh -huh. What does that mean? And it, yeah. it's, a, it's basically this. It just means that time, if it is relative, and we know that it is, you can imagine that somehow 
like if we're in the middle of what in quotes time is there's a version that's like infinitely slower than ours where something is just frozen in a single moment forever and then there's a version that's infinitely faster than ours in which all time is happening at the same in quotes time right it's very difficult for us to understand because again time is one of the only things that we all experience in exactly the same way uh-huh. it's very hard to perceive it in any other way now that now that because I don't think we all do because there's obviously people with like fucked up shit with their brain that don't perceive time um, I guess to take it a fictional character I shouldn't mean perception I mean it's effect on us those people still age they in the same way we beards. do they say, yeah yeah exactly yeah. the earth still turns at the same rate for them right that it does for us yes their perception I mean yes the human brain can do a lot of fucking shit to our perception certainly we none of us perceive anything in the same way yeah all of our realities are inherently completely different from each not completely but like different enough from each other even Christians who are like I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God What's that God like? <laughs> Literally every Christian has a different idea of that God, uh-huh. even if it's a slight difference. What that God may look like, how it would sound, etc., etc. No Christian thinks that God is the same God. It's not possible. It's simply not possible. So in the same way, like none of us really truly experience time, perceive time, I should say, in the same way. But we all experience it in the same way as we experience life and death. And you wake up in the fucking morning, that break in consciousness you've had, you're now a new person, and you go into the day with your memories, which we'll now get to. So memories are our brain's way of handling time, past events. Um, and it also comes kind of in... I get into this fucking book as well. Let me just preface by saying this, that there are three kind of psychological states. One is reactive, where anything that's happening, you're just fucking reacting to it. That's a more instinctual kind of thing. But certainly some things can surprise you. You're walking down the street and a fucking car comes out of nowhere and you're just like, oh, what the fuck? You jump back. It's a purely behavioral reaction. So you can have a reactive mind. The second level up from that is predictive, where you've taken all the information around you and you believe that you can actually predict what is going to happen next? Either someone else's behavior or the behavior of the physical world. So the sun is going to come up tomorrow. I can predict that yeah. because I've seen it happen so I many times. I know when times. this light is going to change. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm a heavy believer in that, but I seriously think that it's only just probably you the same is that it's just, you know, how much of the pattern you can pick up. I think it's exactly. a lot of how psychics work. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Uh, and that's just again intelligence, you know, versus stupidity. And the more yeah, maybe. the more you can pick that stuff up, the more of an advantage you have on that kind of predictive behavior to where right. you can control your present. That's the third level is manipulative uh-huh. mental state where you now can based on your predictions alter your own behavior in a way that you think will affect that pattern to benefit you potentially yeah. or to benefit whoever for yeah. just for some outcome that you're seeking, you know. Yeah. Um, and that, to me, is like where the the kind of people who are actually controlling things exists primarily in that manipulative mental state. And people think manipulation is like a bad term or whatever. Certainly it can be. Or bad is subjective, but you know what I mean. Like Donald Trump is manipulative in a way that is harmful to people. Um, other people are manipulative in ways that are not. They give a bunch of money to fucking charity or, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But... Uh, I forget what the fuck I was talking about this. Oh, time. Because we use these things in kind of conjunction with how we view time, how we perceive it, how we experience it. Um, And memories are simply that. Memories are a collection of data that has existed in the past Mm -hmm. that we use to predict what is going to happen in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, That's it, dude. That's all memory is. Sadly, it's our brain's way of go back to that first 
fucking single-celled organism that when it has that little binary sensor that can detect light and dark, eventually it grows a little piece of a brain that has a memory of that. And it's like, well, I know the fucking light is going to happen at this time and there's more shit in the water for me to eat. And I know the dark is going to happen at this time. The first memory in quotes that we like likely had I think was exactly that a timing of that pattern Mm -hmm. when is it going to be light when is it going to be dark and from that moment it became very fucking valuable to be able to have memory so our brain evolved and evolved and evolved until it could store as many as we now can which is fucking a huge amount and when you start to see things like uh, diseases that take that away like Alzheimer's and stuff those are terrifying to us because they don't just take away memories they take away the fucking person they take away the pattern of ideas that person has reacted to over a course of a lifetime and it just starts picking little pieces out of it without them being able to reconstruct any new pattern to see a new version of reality. So it's like, I'm still operating off that old pattern I have, there's just blank spots in it. And that's fucking, to me it's terrifying as shit, it's terrifying to everyone. I think that's how we're actually supposed to be though, with no acknowledgement of the past and then you can do that truly living in the present thing that all the new agers love to talk about you know like but also without thought of what could come in the future which would taint your the decisions you make <laughs> maybe not necessarily choices but the decisions right. that you make and um, I don't know it seems like a much freer way to live well yeah um, it's a, and it's a primitive seems, way it, to live it, it, well it also seems like what, what is happening right now where you have just a society of people that can't remember what happened last week which is what allows people like Trump to just do shit that they want to do because well, they don't even remember that I did this a year ago mm. you know obviously that famous quote you know I could run under Republican they're the dumbest voters in the country yeah. that he said in the 90s and it's just like we can't even remember that he said that 10 years ago, 10 or 20 years ago and now we're letting we're seeing what happens when you know you just kind of let things happen but I do think I'm not big into politics and I don't follow the details of what's going on right now but I think what's going on is a much needed paradigm shift mm-hmm. in maybe the thinking of the world um, uh, my one of one of my favorite authors just kind of wrote an essay summing up calling Trump the disruptor, um, kind of a black swan element even to where the point where the media had no idea how to deal with him and he didn't even care he didn't play by any rules, um, and that's kind of how what got us here is that he was able to manipulate all that, but possibly this could be the catalyst for like a big change in thinking at least even though this is like you know for anything to get better the wheels gotta fall off and this is that you know and I kind of think that where we're at society wise is just just a huge regression into dark age thinking um, brought on a lot by technological change I think the the changing of the millennium also didn't help um, but I think like we're just in a dark time right now that inspires thoughts like the futility of life among people but I think we're going to come out of it just like they did into the Renaissance, and things could be optimistic at that point, but yep. who knows how many thousands of years that could take. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree with everything you've said. I hope it doesn't take thousands of years. I hope that <laughs> no, with I think computers it and shit, it'll I think, take I think less than six months. Patience. Well, yeah. I think there's a patience that comes with that, but I think that's maybe how we could stay human and not go transhuman or whatever. I think we have to be transhuman no matter what. To me, utopia is transhumanism. It's whether Donald Trump succeeds or fails or we have a massive change in thinking, you have to abandon certain intrinsically human psychological aspects. Greed, aggression, fear. Mm-hmm. 
the only way to abandon those is to not be human. Because we've had we, them literally but then forever. We can just make a digitized version of greed. You know, it's like here's the algorithm for greed. And Why that. would you need to though? Why would we need money if we all live in a computer? Well, I mean, once we go into computers, it's just going to be the Bitcoin system, right? For what? What are you going to buy with Bitcoin? For the same reason we do it in the analog world. I don't, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that I think a, all the principles of humanity will still carry over to a transhuman world, and it'll just be it'll just be more chaos in there. But we can just hit the reset yeah, button maybe. on that and start I, over. I think it would have to be actively designed out. I mean, obviously, we won't need to buy physical objects because we're going to be in a fucking digital world. But there will be. Yeah, but we won't need to do anything. We'll just need to sit there in our digital forms and just meditate on everybody else's thoughts, like you said. Love it. Love that. Please look at that, that's just a Rick and Morty concept. Uh, did you see the Unity episode? No, I yeah. missed this one too. You gotta watch them all, dude. They're, they're great. Um, but there's this episode where he he dated, he, he takes his grandkids to another planet, and it's just run by a society of people that have been um, basically just like it's one consciousness uh-huh. distributed among the entire planet's population. Oh, that's and cool. It's, so it's all the same person, and like this is an old girlfriend of Rick's. And so, you know, I jinx and sue. That's hilarious, but dude. That, I love that idea. Yeah. I wrote a uh, comic I guess book a while ago. the singularity, right? I, I don't know much about the singularity. The singularity, as Ray Kurzweil kind of describes it, is he thinks it's going to happen in 2045, was his prediction. Uh huh. Um, the guy that invented keyboards? <laughs> kind of. The Kurzweil keyboard. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he invented keyboards per se, <laughs> no, but like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. became very famous and, and rich off of his specific keyboard, among other inventions. Yeah. But, uh, He's obviously like a super smart guy, futurist, into like reprogramming his body with all kinds of medicines and supplements and shit. But um, for him, the singularity means a complete merger of human being and technology. It, it really is when we become transhuman. Whether that's but on be an individual level, not necessarily a global consciousness level. Well, I mean, the way he puts it, it's like once one person does it, it's over. Once right. you have a chip in your head that allows your brain to be the internet. Yeah. Everybody has to do that, or there's going to be a real fast differential between people who are doing it and not, yeah. and the people who are doing it will control the world instantaneously. Yeah, and that makes sense. That does make sense. I mean, it's, yeah. And I think we can get there. I mean, the brain is just electricity, which is... We already are putting chips in people's fucking brains, dude. Good. There's a <laughs> bunch of videos online of, like, they were doing this one military experiment where people would come back quadriplegic and not be able to fucking move anything chip in their brain and they can control a mouse on a computer screen that would enable them to like spell out words and shit with their mind correct yeah so we're I mean and this was like five to ten years ago so if that was happening then I'm sure there's much better shit now they have all kinds of computer technology for people who have uh, spinal cords being severed where they can basically give you like a fucking backpack with a computer in it some wires go into your spine above the sever and below the sever and you can walk again right where the matrix plugs in Basically, yeah. yes, exactly, dude. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> now, th- I like that idea. Um, I do like that idea. It just, I don't, yeah, I don't have anything bad to say about that. That's a great idea. Um, but this could be how time travel becomes possible because once you're just living in this world and uh, all your memories are on your fucking Facebook wall, you just can go live in that world from 2010. I, you know, and yeah. that's, that's where time travel becomes uh, reality. Is 100%. Just, just in memory. Um, like, that's, yep. that's what, yeah. I was working on a short story for a little while. I should get back to it. I just work on so much shit, and then, like, I'm like, well, I gotta finish this book. I gotta do this, whatever. I make it music, all. I understand the same. Oh, yeah. But I was about halfway through it. It was a short story called The Probable God, and it was basically about a near future where humanity creates an AI, and it programs it with one 
uh, kind of goal, which is utopia. Make us as comfortable as possible. Here you go. So they make it, and the AI is just like, okay, if you give me complete control to restructure your society, I can do that. And we're like, yep, do it. And it does it instantaneously. Overnight, we're now living in a utopia. But the AI is not satisfied with that. So it says, well, if you don't mind, I'll go a little further, and I'll give you immortality. And we're all like, yeah, sounds great. So what does it does? Why didn't you get that the first time around? What's that? Why didn't you get that the first time around? I don't know. Good no. Good no. I'll change it. Uh, but basically, it goes about uh, creating new technologies that look at the atomic structure of everything, and it starts piecing together, like all the atoms on Earth obviously came from fucking space, and blah, 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 all the atoms that are us came from exploding stars, all that kind of crap. So it starts looking at everything on an atomic level, and it's able to piece back together how all those atoms used to be put together. So it can essentially see through time everything that has ever existed, and then it just makes a digital version of that. So it brings back to life every human being that's ever existed. It fucking shows you any possible future that could exist, and we all live in this kind of like infinite time stream that includes everything that's ever existed and everything that will ever exist. In all living on Earth in the physical world? No, living in like a digital, digital whatever the fuck oh, okay. that is. There's no description of it as that's, I had it in the short story. That's an infinite universe. Yeah, and I feel like that's, you know... Possible? Plausible? I don't, I don't know if it's, like, probable, but... It feels a little crowded. I like, we really get to that point, but yeah, it could Well, it look, could everybody happen. who believes in heaven believes that that exists. Yeah, you know? that's true. I went down a, a tunnel of light and saw my grandma and my grandpa. Why does it stop there? How about great-grandpa and great-grandma? How about their great-grandpa and grandma? Does it go all the way back to the first cell? Nope, only people you know. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. That, that again, is just fucking perception. If there is some thing... I, I, I mean, I just don't think there's any consciousness after death, sadly. I think we're just fucking meat. Well, also, consciousness is just a word we invented. No, but we all obviously experience whatever that is, whatever that word means. We're sitting here having this fucking conversation. There's other people sitting around here reading newspapers, eating pineapples, you know, whatever. That guy's wearing a hat back there. All those were things that happened because of our, in quotes, consciousnesses. Yeah, he might not even exist. Dude, but yeah. believe me, that was something I struggled with. When I was probably like 8 to 10, I would lay in bed awake at night for fucking hours just being like, is any of this shit real? I'm pretty sure no. Like, does it even fucking matter? And then I'd get in arguments with my teachers about like the existence of God because I just didn't give a fuck. I'd just be like, yeah, send me the principal's office. There's no fucking principal, you dummy. Like, he's not real. <laughs> and I think those thoughts popped into my head occasionally during church and Sunday school and all that shit. I was like... But what this? I mean, I've never seen him. We don't have any real pictures of him. You know, it's like, you know, we all say that God, thunder is God bowling. You know, it's yeah. like, but obviously that's ridiculous. And I, I don't know. I guess I just, I just let my, just as I grew, I just grew out of that. You know, it just doesn't. I, I'm more of a logical, sensical person. And I just, yeah, me too. Yeah, things just don't make sense. I just, but that's like. Why do the things that make sense? Why? Why are those truths to me? You know, maybe the exactly correct. Yeah. And then you get into the the kind of fundamental question that I have that I to me is more important than the other questions of like time and life and death. I've abandoned those. I, I will never have those fucking answers. Yeah, I don't even care anymore. It's just like I agree. Yeah, I I really have boiled down to kind of the thing that really drives me is thinking about like why the planet that we live on. The way human society is structured, why is it that way? Uh, yeah, because it's a, very bad. That's the thing I'm more more into is just like the people. You know, it's why like um, 
I'm so into pop music is like, what is it that makes massive amounts of people react one way? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, why aren't we reacting certain ways? And that those are the things I just think about rather than I'm gonna die soon or it's gonna. I agree, man. You know, it's just like I agree. I, and even if I find an answer to those questions, it'll be like, well. Okay, I saw that still 50 more years to go on no, this rock. Dude, that's you know? where I'm at, too. Like, I'm, I'm kind of dicking <laughs> I, around I think with that we book, just, but... I think we just want something to keep us busy for the rest of that time here. Things that we won't solve, you know? Which is why I'm like, fuck oh. it all. I'm just play zombies. I, I don't know, dude. I really want answers to those questions I can't answer. That shit bothers me a lot, but I... I well, see, I think... I think... I think um, and, and we know that there's not an answer, but we still think about them. And I think that's more like, oh, the journey is the thing and not the destination. You know, it's mm. like... We should be thinking for some reason, you know. It's like we need to be because we're seeking that pattern. We're seeking that binarity, this or that, and that. What or or as the true evolution would be, what's in between? You sure, know? but I, I don't think we're able to do that. I think we will, though, not in our lifetimes for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, but like eventually we'll get to that. And all we can do in our lifetimes is continue to keep thinking and like hopefully and pass on good art and good books and good science and all that, so that the next generation can take it to the next level. And the next generation beyond that and all that so that maybe one day we do have a solution for the sun expanding and we can mm -hmm. kind of control that and continue living our stupid lives, lives. <laughs> <laughs> so look guys here's what I propose we need to stop the sun from exploding so that we can keep playing Pokemon Go yeah, exactly. are we are we all in agreement <laughs> thank you world leaders generation 20 go yeah maybe Trump would support that I support yeah. it <laughs> gonna stop the sun from exploding I Pokemon what level Go he's on Shit, dude. That's all he Some does. He, he's got to be all he does. Pokemon Go. No, I mean, clearly all he does is fucking Twitter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've just never seen anything quite like it. Yeah. It's, Ugh, yeah, God. just to think that that's the most important thing. But, like, to him, and again, along with the concept of him being just this black swan disruptor, is like, so what? He's on fucking Twitter. He's the president. He doesn't turn around and wave goodbye on Air Force One. It doesn't matter. It's sure. like, he knows how meaningless this role is. And he's just taking it does to the he? I think he does. That's why he's there. Is like, he's just like, yep, now my businesses can have even more money to, you know, yeah. more business uh, want to invest in him, in Trump, you know, now that he's the leader of the free world. And, you know, I don't think he cares one way or another that he's president. He doesn't want to live in the White House. He, does, he doesn't want his name on the, the CARE Act they made. I, I agree know, with like, that. I don't think he cares about policy. He obviously doesn't care about other people. I think he's looking to dismantle government as we know it. I agree. And change it into something else. Not necessarily as like... An ATM for himself. He's yeah, already said but about... I don't, I don't think it's going to go to, like, Nazism, but... Oh, dude, I get mean, ready. He's, he's certainly racist, beyond belief. Like, racist, but, misogynist, completely but, you know, discriminatory. He's not the only one, you know? The, oh, army that, the army that voted him in, you know? It's like, those. Right. that's obviously one thing we've got to get rid of, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but marches in the street now over what, what women's, women's rights, LGBT rights, all that stuff. It's, it's a progression towards something, you know? At least it's not just us... Pokemon Go instead of marching on women's rights, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it certainly has I feel like fueled people who wouldn't, I mean, myself included. Like I said, dude, like I'm volunteering at places and donating money to shit that I never would have prior to this because I, I think, at the very least, the best thing that is coming out of Trump is it is activating people in a way that has not yet happened. Mm -hmm. There was like a real sense of complacency, I feel like, for people who are kind of more liberal and like looking to help people instead of fucking hurt them mm -hmm. uh, 
during Obama, and it because it felt like all right, shit's moving in the right direction. We're actually talking about prison reform. We're actually looking into like fucking uh, Ferguson police departments. We're seeing this widespread fucking racism in the system itself in a way that was always there, but it had not been revealed to a large percentage of the population. And it seemed like we were on that track. And now it seems like oh fuck, this is going exactly in the opposite direction. He wants to open more for-profit prisons and shit. That's terrifying. And you don't really see those stories on the news anymore, either. I mean, I'm sure there's still white cops shooting black kids. I mean, but... There's bigger fucking fish to fry, dude. And, and, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. like, Trump... Or was that just a, stra- a strategy of the um, Obama administration as he was leaving? Like, let's put this out in their face, get them aware for at least a little bit before this... You know, well, no. I mean, some of that shit was just people posting like their own cell phone videos yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was like a political. I, I, look, I mean, the news cycle now. I watch the news a lot during the day, like as many channels as I can, from Fox to MSNBC, just to see what shit is getting pumped into the fucking kind of information sphere that we're all looking at to some degree. You know, uh-huh. um, and it's all about Trump all the time, Russian ties, Jared Kushner. Um, because I think it's and Fox News is like nothing to see here and every other news station is like holy fuck holy fuck what is going on (laughs) but uh, I do feel that it's all kind of coming to some head where it's we're getting close to either seeing the smoking gun or Gorsuch getting fucking put on the Supreme Court and those two things to me are like diametrically opposed the smoking gun is like fuck you you're out dude him getting on the Supreme Court is like alright every fucking legal case you want to bring against me it's going to the Supreme Court, and I got my guy in there, and I'm going to win them all. Yeah. And that's bad, uh, obviously. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, time will tell, even though it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. Well, so what else is going on? What kind of, uh, I always like to ask people what they're watching on TV and movies and stuff. I don't take in a lot of content, to be honest. Uh-huh. Um, I just take it in small doses, and usually... Um, I'm very pick and choosy about what I watch. Um, like right now, I'm not watching any television shows. Um, the only thing, I mean, television. I, I, I strongly believe it's one of the way, one of the biggest ways the masses are wasting their time. Mm-hmm. Um, Why is that? Just because it's what you do when you get home and you want to waste the next eight hours before it's time to go to sleep and go to work the next day so you watch eight hours of television but what do you do play pokemon go and listen to music no i usually actually i try um like i say i live in a really shitty apartment and Uh it's just just a concept i've taken all the way from like living in dorms and colleges is like i don't want to be in here i'm going to get out and go interact with people go to a show go to a comedy club or you know go see some music or just walk around with people play some pokemon bullshit shoot the shit i try to keep most of my time to interactions with people um but when i can't do that and i'm just at home of course i'm just gonna play pokemon and shoot zombies like the, (laughs) the pokemon thing is like that's me playing when i go to work come home that's 90% of my Pokemon playing occasionally yeah. I just need to get out of my jail cell and just walk around for a little bit that's also some Pokemon time but I usually you know, I'll be on the way to the store or the you know the weed store or whatever and just killing time that way but in the evenings I'm usually trying to spend it with other people lately I've committed to like I've almost completely abandoned social media, the internet. Wow. Um, I don't read articles, never have. Um, That goes back to my whole thing of where I just... How do you get your information? 
uh, talking to people because they're going to repeat everything they said on they read on the internet that day to me. So that's kind of I get yeah. my information secondhand that way. Um, and but like one of the reasons I just don't read those articles is just because I, I took research classes in in grad school and the one thing I realized is like this gets back to your whole thought of like what was the first idea is like what's to be a credible book to be a trustworthy source of factual information whatever that may be it's like you have to be based on other sources that are also credible and it's like we could trace that back as far as you goes. Who wrote the first book? Yep. You know, so that's why. Jesus Christ. We all <laughs> yeah, know that. Sure. I don't think he wrote it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ wrote the Bible. <laughs> he, it's the first book. He narrated uh, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other people wrote it down for him. It's a dictation. Um, but, like, it's like, yeah. So I just kind of abandoned books after that. I really only take um, credence in artistic thought at this point. Well, that's books, though. That's TV. That's Yeah, everything. but it's also fiction. Um, I, I, and, but I limit that to one, one author at this point. I'm only Who's reading, the author? Uh, Brett Easton Ellis. Uh, I, I know his works. Yes, of yes. course. He's, um, so I'm currently reading through his catalog, but I'm really more interested less in the art that is created than in the person that's creating it and why. Dude, I fucking agree. That's Which why is I watch why? Tyler Perry movies incessantly. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. You can see right through the fucking yeah. movies to the guy and all of the fucking shit that's and going that's on in his life. That's why I'll limit my content. Rather than watching every zombie television show, I don't watch any of them. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, there I don't know how many. There's just one, right? What? Walking Dead, I guess. Zombie TV Oh, uh, no, dude. There's, like, I think MTV has one about teen zombie. There was a glut of zombie shows just as there were vampire shows, like, right. maybe five or six or years ago. Or in the case of, like, what we've been witnessing in film for the last two decades, it's just a swath of comic book movies, which I yeah. just, after about Spider-Man 2, that was when I dropped out of going to movies because I was like oh this is what it's going to be and then it never ended it was just comic book movie after comic book movie and no film with substances like that's when I stopped watching films but in the last year um, I was a huge fan of The Hateful Eight mm-hmm. I saw that in the theater six times oh wow four times as a road show holy shit yeah, yeah, you really liked it I think it's a fantastic work of art amongst yeah, the I current agree. Swamp of Drek that's out there. Did you see Ridiculous Six? No, Adam I, Sandler. I, I, tried. <laughs> I tried. My brother was like, "It's amazing." I was like, "No, eh, I couldn't well, finch it." You know? <laughs> hey, to each their own. Everybody, their own. everybody has their opinion. Uh, but then, like, I went to see Deadpool with a friend of mine, and that was after going to see Hateful Eight six times, and I was like, "This is a fucking cartoon, dude." I'm like, and I just can't. I, my barometer for good content has been pretty refined up to this point where it's like if I see about five minutes of something I can be like this is worth my time sure. that's when I will and for television for me like I was plenty in a day to growing up like I had television it was one of the ways I told time it was like every half hour a new sitcom was on mm-hmm. um, but like I grew out of that and I haven't really owned a television for for a very long time plenty of people now give me their second hand televisions when they buy another one so I, I do own a television and I have a bunch of but you have a computer you can watch in quotes TV shows but anytime you see you that's want. that's again with me avoiding the internet altogether is like I just I mean I've, I've been trying to be more like other people lately where I'm like okay I'm gonna watch YouTube daily I'm gonna yes. ask people what to subscribe to just to kind of just to get what's going on and fill more of this time so I don't have to only play Call of Duty Zombies or whatever and um but with television, the thing that pulled me out of not watching any television was um, one of my roommates was watching Lost season two, and 
it was the uh, the dark conspiracy filled season and I just a couple seconds of it I was like oh this is like a kind of a cosmic show isn't it and he was like yeah I was like and that immediately a couple of a couple more episodes I was pulled in I was catching up I was watching it live on television and as soon as it ended I was gone from television no shit yeah um, I was satisfied Lost with ruined TV no it didn't ruin TV it was just like much like the concept of the one girl that is going to be that one. I see. It's like, that's, why would I fuck with anything else after that? Dude, did you see Breaking Bad? Everybody tells me that. And did you see The Wire? Did you see Soprano? Walking Dead, all this stuff. Walking like, Dead. I can, uh, I've seen few few episodes of all of these, uh-huh. but it never just grabbed me and pulled me and like lost it. Did you watch I, Battlestar Galactica? I, uh, someone bought me a season of that, the uh-huh. first season. I watched it, but that was more just like, just giving it a shot. I didn't really continue on with that. Did you watch Mad Men? I've seen a few episodes. I thought it was really well acted and good, but nothing made me watch every other one of them. Dude, that to me... It's just my own personal like reaction to a show that sure, will, sure. will make me. And, and at this point, if it doesn't just make me just go seek out the rest of it, there's no... I just don't see the point. Fair. Yeah. Fair enough, dude. I, I personally think so the like, best art being made in the world right now is American... And some British, even worldwide, I guess. Just hour-long TV. I think that's the best art anyone is making right now. I think that's where the best writers are at, for sure. Mm. Um, And that, for me, amongst all this visual content, that's what I'm looking most for, is the writing, which is one of the biggest things I liked about Lost, was how they were able to layer so many levels. It helped with the massive cast that they had of all the characters. They can kind of pick and choose what themes they wanted to talk about. Um, but it was those themes, not just the direct content of the show, that kind of put Lost up on an, a pedestal above all other television shows. Is like, this is an art form unlike a lot of the TV that's on right now. And even when it was first out, I was like, what they were doing with the first couple seasons, I was like, this is like, they're trying to write a Bible for the 21st century, you know, or the new millennium. Mm-hmm. It seemed like every story was, was an allegory for something. Um, and it always centered on a, a different character and their past yep. lives. I like that time element. Time is a big element in my life. Like, Back to the Future has been my favorite movie since I was a kid. Became a What's drummer. that about? Back to the Future? Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I've seen it a fucking million times. Okay. <laughs> I think anybody who's roughly our age has probably fucking yeah. done the same. But yeah, I mean, um, and you know, I just always thought it was uh, something that inspired thought. And I, always, I also thought it was the writer. Damon Lindelof and Carl McHugh of that show that I was most into as part of that aspect of that show. But even as I started to um, examine some of their stuff on um, other, like The Leftovers, things like that, I was like, it really was just lost and it was this magical intersection of talent from like J.J. Abrams, Damon Lindelof, all the actors, the, even the, down to the music, the, the visual poetry, with all. I just thought it was, it was a good conglomerate. It was kind of a mashup, which is what I find 21st century art to be all about: is mashing up all of our previous influences. I agree. And, Nothing and, new anymore. Yeah. Well, it's not. It, it's kind of like Tarantino kind of led us into it, where it wasn't like, and he talks about it a lot, where it's not. He is referencing a lot of old ideas but he's putting some kind of new spin on it Mm. that introduces it to a new era for sure and then they can kind of take those it's a way of kind of packaging history all in one little thing so that you can go okay here's our history lesson let's run with it and create something new have you ever seen Stranger Things on Netflix? I avoided that just because of the craze of it all (laughs) well that to me is kind of like I mean it obviously is 80s but it's 
and I hate, I just have a certain disdain for the 80s. Well, then you probably wouldn't like it, but uh, <laughs> it's essentially a way for anybody who didn't live through the 80s and like grow up with John Carpenter movies and shit like uh -huh. that to watch a TV show <clears throat> and be like, oh, I get it. I get what it was like to have grown up in the 80s yeah. because it, it pays homage specifically to a lot of 80s shit, but then generally even tonally or like down to some specific shots they use in it are like right out of fucking 80s movies, you know? Um, and obviously the content and all that is, is very 80s. But that is something that's becoming, I think, more and more this like post 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 modern kind of approach to media making. Mr. Robot, have you seen that? No, I've heard of it. That one's another one that uses like it's just a, a mashup of all these other things. Is like, that a live action? Yeah, it's live action. It's on AMC. It's about like a computer hacker. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You don't quite know what's real or what's not. It plays with time a lot. You might like it, and it's very. Artfully shot. A lot of people have been pushing Black Mirror on me lately. I don't That's know. That's just like an anthology show about like. I mean, it's almost like Is it a. Fiction? Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically like. Did you ever watch Tales from the Dark Side? As a kid. Mm, is that related to Tales from the Dark Side? Similar, yeah. You know how, like, in the 90s, there were all those anthology shows. Uh -huh. Most of them were oh, horror, yeah, yeah, yeah. monsters, amazing stories. So they have a different, they have a rotating cast from episode uh, Black yeah. Mirror? Right. Okay. And each episode is about some kind of future technology or future future social paradigm that you watch it and you're just like oh my god that could really fucking happen and then you want to kill yourself yeah. but uh, they're all pretty well done the writing in them is like sharp it's basically like kind of a new version of Twilight Zone that's dealing only with potential future technologies or social paradigms mm, okay um, but yeah dude I, I think there's like TV well worth watching at this point I watch so much shit just constantly. The only I thing I'm actually, the only thing new I'm watching is actually funny, uh, just a way to relate to my dad. So we have something to talk about on FaceTime now. Is he'll pick a show, and he'll be like, well, "Why don't you check this out?" And I'm like, "Okay, I don't have anything to do right now." And it's you know, he always picks the shows that are going to be canceled in like eight episodes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's great, no commitment. Uh, right. It'll be over soon. We'll have something to talk about for eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, ironically, the the. The currently, we're, we're watching Time After Time, which is uh, ABC, that H.G. Wells story, mm. um, time travel involved, so obviously I'm not into it. And the one before that, which got canceled, I think, was uh, Timeless, more of a fantasy-based. Um, that was just traveling back in time, changing history, bad guys, two time machines, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, that one, I'm pretty sure that's done. We replaced it with this new one. We have plenty to talk about now. You know, there's uh, there's Isn't one it? if you want to put it in the mix that came out in like the early 2000s called Journeyman that only lasted one season and it's basically <laughs> like a quantum leap style show where oh, okay. a guy starts teleporting through time and like has to you know help somebody through some event. And that was quantum leap. That was always on in my peripherals. My dad was a huge Star Trek fan, so oh god, I'd always next generation or all of them, all of them. He'd always have them playing on VHS tape on, on my peripherals. I'd be playing <laughs> on the computer, um, and you know just be running them. And then Quantum Leap was another one of those yeah. shows that he always. Had. So I'm sure he's probably seen Journeyman. I'll have to ask him about that. It's very Quantum Leap esque. Yeah. Um, so now there's a new Quantum Leap, isn't there? Oh fuck, I don't know. I'm sure there is. They... Is it same mythology? Mm, or is I, it just like a reimagining or whatever? Probably just a redux. Ugh. Fuck. There's got to be a remake of that out there somewhere. Yeah, it seems like it's that's an easy one to do, but I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, yeah, I just love TV, man. I think it's so worth watching. Now. I've been reading a lot more lately than uh, video. Um, finding movies is just difficult. Um, I'll usually wait for some kind of hype or at least a little bit of like mass appeal. Like I really want to see Get Out. 
Um, Fantastic. You should definitely see it. That's Jordan Peele? Yep. Yeah, see, and it's a horror movie, right? Yeah, for sure. But, like, with a lot of heavy social overtones. Oh, yes. Yeah, see, I really want to see that. It's still in theaters. Yeah, and it's fantastically made. Yeah. Uh, even visually, it's just like, God, he just did such a fucking good job. But he still, it. like, fits it into the genre horror pick type of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Like it's, slasher type? No. Or is it's not it slasher. like, leaning towards Shining? Uh... Uh, I, it's certainly the, the horror comes from the psychology of the situation uh-huh. uh, it's just like creepy as fuck there's a small slasher element I get not not really though it's not that gory there's some sh- look I don't want to ruin anything right, for you yeah. just go see it yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, yeah. I'll leave but it that's, at that that's currently at the top of my list and that obviously you know I, I hear from certain sources that I grow to trust you know like mm. certain people that I, I admire what they say so I listen to I kind of take everything they say as like the law and I, you start to hear like get out get out get out get out get out yeah, so I'm like okay I'm gonna go check that one out but like I start to hear like Stranger Things Stranger Things from kind of the same friends of mine and I'm like okay well maybe I'm gonna skip that Stranger one Stranger Things is important just in it's kind of like place in TV history it really marks in my opinion a move toward this I don't know if they even have a name for it but it's like there were a couple of movies that came out over the past like five or six years that were these faux 80s movies. Uh, There's a horror one called House of the Devil about a babysitter who gets this weird job and you find out why it's weird, blah, 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 but it was shot to look like it uh, took place in the 80s and the film itself looked 80s in style. There was another one called Beyond the Black Rainbow that came out in like 2006 or seven. that was like it's never specifically addressed what era it's supposed to take place in, but it looks very 80s. has a very 80s soundtrack, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, all of those things, I think, were heavily borrowed from when Stranger Things was made. But Stranger Things did it in a way that none of this other shit had. That was so complete, paying direct homage to things like uh, Poltergeist. Like, even the, the core kind of story is very Poltergeistian, mm-hmm. if that's a fucking word. But uh, <laughs> It is now. It is now. But it... it has given rise, I feel like, to this um, repackaging of nostalgic media in a new kind of fucking angle that I think you're going to see a shitload more of. I, I agree 100%. Um, and that I have actually had conversations with friends about this, actor friends, that the way they're looking at, like, it's like, we've got a Spider-Man Redux. Didn't we just have a Spider-Man yeah. Redux? And, that, and there was original Spider-Man. It's just like, the acceleration of this, the way he compared it to was just like the way... Um, Shakespeare plays are still performed Mm -hmm. you know and it's just kind of we're going to do this production here and then we're going to do another production over here and we're just going to make as much money as we can for Hamlet you know it's like let's make as much money as we can for Spider-Man and it's just this it's not really rebranding it's just capitalizing on the brands that were successful in the 20th century and that's kind of like what's going to happen for the remainder of the 21st century which except the brands are becoming aesthetics of prior eras yes yes. like the brand of Stranger Things is 80s like kind of horror action yeah. And there's a whole TV show that's just that now. Yeah. Um, which is fucking... And Winona Ryder's, like, in the show, you know? That type of shit fascinates me to no end. It also, I think, belies a little bit of fear in television. You see, like, there are certain technologies that don't get as much play in TV shows and movies as they do in actual life, like cell phones and computers. You don't see a lot of shows where people are constantly with their head in a fucking cell phone because it's bad for TV. Like, that's yeah. a, an uninteresting scene, even though that's how the real world is. So now they make a show set in the 80s. You don't have to deal with any of that shit. There's no fucking cell phones. There's no fucking computers. Here's just people, like, doing 80s shit. Great, let's watch that. Like that. Or uh, whatever, you know. It also, like, cell phones and kind of modern computer technology 
fuck up a lot of premises. Like, Die Hard can't make that movie now. It can't exist in the year 2016, or 17, I guess we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what time it is. But, uh... <laughs> doesn't matter. It really fucking doesn't. It doesn't exist. At any rate, um, I, I'm just very interested in how media moves, because I think it still is, at least TV... Movies aren't so much a reflection of culture, I think, anymore, but no. TV... yeah is I think the best mirror and YouTube of course fuck yeah. the endless sea of YouTube I just fucking bathe in that shit every night for an hour tell me who to subscribe to I'm, I'm looking for uh, people to follow I don't really subscribe to anybody you know, dude subscriber? I'll, you just... I'll go on and I'll look through like whatever's recommended like new, I like watching music videos still even though it's a dead art um, I find that very interesting that I lived in the time when the music video was born and I live in the time when it is dead a, Do you think a complete uh, like insular art form I see but people are still doing it. yeah people still make them but they're <clears throat> inconsequential but just like Snapchat quality even the best ones even like best being most viewed like the Gangnam Style is the most viewed video in the mm-hmm. history of fucking man <laughs> it offered nothing new in terms of like the art of music video the direction it was going I would say maybe the first music video to me that kind of symbolized the the modern era was that one I forget what the fucking band was it was the guys on the um, treadmills all doing like okay, a synchronized go. dance okay go yeah. that video to me is the end of the music video's art and now it becomes a novelty at very best and it's just a way to kind of like promote your shit a little bit yeah whereas yeah. prior to that you had like fucking you know I mean David Fincher was directing music videos before he was a mm-hmm. movie director I mean there's a million of them you can go on, on a list of like um there's been a lot of Michelle Gondry Police lately in the video for that there were just some really beautifully made videos because it was a major piece of the marketing of music yeah Um, and it was also one of the only ways to do it like absolutely now we have so many options it's like all you need is a Snapchat account but also there's no centralized kind of um, you had MTV it was a, a, a drastic change in media as a whole not just music media but you know uh, how many hours I spent watching MTV how many hours I spent watching just the Thriller video they would come on and be like okay Thriller's gonna air tonight at midnight I made sure I was in front of that fucking TV at midnight mm-hmm. watching that fucking video even if I had seen it 30 times because it was just a new art form at the time mm-hmm. with that Michael Jackson the biggest fucking musician in my lifetime certainly who was also handling this new media element of music in a way that no one else was and that just doesn't fucking exist anymore because it's dead like we moved past that time and it's has it been replaced yet do you think music videos yeah or yeah yeah. now what will come along that new art forms uh as old art forms die what are the new ones like we obviously don't i'm not sure i don't think we can even put our finger on anything it's just gonna have to come out of nowhere yeah certainly technology has to arise before any new art form does that's that's been literally the case with every art form some technology has to exist that makes that art form possible right uh, from a cave painting when your technology was like mixing fucking berries into paint all the way to a movie uh, which is the or film camera or inventing a string instrument which you can exactly. now play music all on. that kind of shit so uh, yeah we don't know yet but um, I, I also think music has kind of lost its cultural relevance it's not it certainly isn't the most dominant like look at the fucking Beatles dude there's no Beatles like it just and I don't know that there will be again and I think also the, that was kind of a once in a century type sure. of uh, happening right we're still only 17 years deep in this one we've got a it could come along probably in the 21 or the 2060s maybe we'll see maybe. you know research in something by then the singularity will have happened we're also getting to a point though where like 
very usually I feel like the predominant kind of musical genre was defined by whatever the technology was that created the sound. And we've had rock music for a long time. That is now dead, yes. culturally irrelevant. We're into hip hop now. Uh, I think I think hip hop's seen its time as well, and we're now no well, fucking way, dude. I think we're well into the um, computer generated music being the dominant yeah. style. Obviously, but that's with, still hip hop, right? But there's also the dance side of it, where for sure. you know. Um, but hip hop, hip hop, hip hop is you know. I think that's. The only thing really right now that I would consider to be true hip-hop is like Kendrick Lamar. Everything else seems to every, be some every kind Every sound on every record he's ever made generated by a computer. Hey, some on the tip of a butterfly were generated by people playing instruments. Well, but you know what I mean. Recorded on a computer, mastered on a computer, right, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Let's say we replace the computer with a tape machine then. What uh-huh. do you have? You know, It's still a recording of people doing things. Um, whereas, uh, obviously now you get AI vocalists making love it i haven't examined those yet i think i actually listened to one and i just thought it was atrocious like i could make better things when i was a kid but But let me ask you this i I think that this is right around the corner very soon we're gonna have ais that just make things for you that know what you like yeah and they're gonna be like here's a tv show we made for you here's a song we made for you and you're gonna love every one of them and no one else will have those they will not see them so we'll have no kind of connectivity through media anymore like we do now I do like that idea because it's like it's like your own pet AI that can um, make the feelings you have in your head a, a product or whatever and you can call that your art right and now so you basically have a, a pet art maker this AI thing is making your art for you and this might be where we truly see each person's individual idea of art and say that's the new art. Let's all gather around that thing. I think uh, this is another thing that I think incessantly about is like what art will become in the future. And I have in my head this thing that is now not technically possible, but you know how every image is just basically a fucking array of pixels. And each one of those pixels has a numerical value for red, green, yellow, mm-hmm. white, and black. You could create a computer program that could generate every image that could ever be made yes. in that field of pixels. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, which I think it will at a certain point, all images lose their viability in terms of being like um, record, scientific record, because I can now have a photorealistic image of Donald Trump at that piss party. Whether that exists or not, that image will exist, and eventually that video will exist, and it will be indistinguishable from a doctored fucking thing or whatever. Um, and then the true art will become searching that array because you have everything from a giant white screen to a giant black screen and everything in between. So what you really are doing is sifting through all of that to find the meaningful images. And I think that sifting will become art. The first person to... Because like when well, they were already doing that with things like Google, search engines, things like that. Right, but those images are all still like created or taken. I'm saying there's going to be a fucking computer program that generates every potential image that could ever exist. Yeah. But you're going to have to wade through 99.9 infinity percent of things that are just like a gray screen or it looks like a smudge or it's nothing or it's almost realistic looking fucking Donald Trump at the best party but not quite or then when you arrive at the one and you're like "Mm, maybe there's one after this and then you move on and which one is the one that is kind of like you know, correctly accepted as that's the image of Donald Trump yeah. at the piss party. <laughs> yeah. So the activity of searching never actually reaching. Right. Because a computer may not be able to. Eventually, there will be algorithms that can find those images too. But in the beginning, it's still going to be up to human perception to determine the validity of image, sound, whatever. Yeah. And that I think will be the case. Maybe the next twenty or thirty years, and then it won't be. Yeah. 
And once we're at the point where computers can determine it with the same validity that we can, I feel like the they talk about the uncanny valley in uh, movies and stuff, which is like computer-generated people not looking quite right. Like, can you cross that valley so that you sit down and you're watching a movie and you cannot tell if that person is computer-generated or not? Eventually, the computer is just going to generate every possible image and then be able to select the one that it knows we will accept as real. It's just about computing power, which obviously escalates yeah. every goddamn day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More futility for you to think about. Yeah, yeah, not only yeah. life, but art. All the, all the ideas that we have, I, I do think, will boil away. Um, and that the giant kind of pattern of reality is ever changing, as as we fucking know, you know. Yeah. From which ideas are more important or less important. I mean, fuck, dude. Again, money is like relatively new in all of these ideas. So there was a whole era of humanity that existed where money wasn't even an idea. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was that like? When did that come about? Obviously, it wasn't in paper form. You know, jewels. Fuck, stuff. I don't know. I've heard. It's, dude, it's probably got to be Mesopotamia. I, I think. I think I heard. If I heard correctly, there is still a tribe that their system of money is based off of a giant boulder uh-huh. that is submerged underwater. It never goes anywhere, but this is their system of money. What do you mean? In what way? I, I don't know. That's they just have something based on that. It's 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 like who owns that rock, but the rock never changes hands because it can't go anywhere. It's just like, it's just the idea of yeah, power. The idea of this is mine, you know. Ownership. Yeah. Value. But like, if like where would that stem from? Obviously, bartering. You know, you have this. I want that. Let's trade. You know, and then it's yeah. like, well, I don't actually want to give you my thing, so I'm just going to give you this fake thing instead. But it's also like, it's how like many cows is worth a goat? How many yeah. goats is worth a fucking bale of hay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That money, that idea allows you to have a universal kind of comparative value for all objects, uh-huh. everything you could possibly want. Um, and then obviously those values are fucking arbitrary, set by whoever's in I governance. But I, maybe the solution to it all is just to see it out. And realize how pointless money actually is once you realize this paper you're trading in has no value to it at all. We and all realize just, that. What, what paper, by the way, dude? That's even gone. Like, I, I use my phone to pay for everything. Well, I still pay for stuff in cash. Should I don't. Yeah. Um, well, not every place has Apple Pay now, but... They will? I try. I try. Yeah, I'm, I'm welcoming that day. Dude. But it's like, you're... You're giving me this thing that's valueless, and you're just giving me something in return. Why not just give it to me? You know, that's like where we well, because you have to work to get that money. You have to do something of value to society to get yeah. enough money to then buy the objects you want. But at a certain point, you have to disconnect the work you've done and the thing you want later, and just disconnect those two. It's like I work to get money. I get money to get a toy. But it's like, yeah, by transitivity, I work to get the toy. But it's like those are two separate acts. I think you can just separate your mind and just be like, you're really just giving me a toy. And that's what good people do, I guess. I don't know. Uh, look, man, I'm with you. That's Star Trek Next Generation. Per your fucking dad. We all need replicators that's like, I want a cup of coffee. That was my Patrick Stewart. And then it just fucking makes one. It materializes the shit by reorganizing atoms. Uh, and it's, it's fucking, I don't know. I think about time, history. I guess we got to get rid of physical objects that we want to have. You just can keep tracing back, peeling back the layers. Either get rid of physical objects that we want to have or need to have to survive or make them so plentiful that the desire for them is virtually zero. You know? Yeah. Like, how bad do you want a toothbrush? 
like, not that bad because yeah. they're fucking in every grocery store for a dollar or whatever. That's you know true. what I mean? That's true. Um, or how bad do you want something to eat? Like, I get hungry every once in a while, but like at a certain point in human history, and animals, you can look at animals because I think all animals on planet Earth are undergoing some form of uh, psychological evolution as well. We were at a point where we have the same psychological capacity as a fucking ant. And then you go all the way up to like chimpanzees and dolphins who are much closer to us and everything in between. Um, but you know, a fucking dog, dude, psychologically, if you are holding a piece of food, that's the only thing in the fucking world that matters to that dog. We've, some of us have gone beyond that. You know what I mean? <laughs> there are other things that are more important because we've, we've reached a, a point in society where it's like plentiful and not that hard to get this kind of basic thing that we need to survive. Um, yeah, fuck, dude. I don't know. What were we talking about? Futility of life. Futility of life. <laughs> That's right. How could I fucking forget? Shit, we've exceeded our two-hour limit That's here. That's true. Um, maybe we should call it. But uh, look, dude, I thank you for this. Absolutely. Really it was a pleasure. Me. Absolutely. A pleasure for me, too. I, I wish you good luck in your Pokemoning. And uh, may you find some reason to ignore the futility of life for one more day today. I always will be looking for one. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you.